All right. Let's do this thing. All right. Well, let's do it then. What are we talking about? This is a, uh, yeah. Subscribe. What are we talking about? This is the year 2023 in the episode. No, no. But you have the episode 223 also. But why, but why is it? Why? Who titled the show notes 2024? Um, me, because uh, that's why I wrote down on my little list here. I'm fixing it as we scroll, scroll, scroll. That's amazing. Yeah, nothing to the see Black here. Friday. 2023. I get a little ahead of myself. I got to credit. Yeah, that's right. I think the Black I Friday used by the episode number ish episode. Yep. Yeah, pretty amazing. It yeah, is the so, Christmas uh, episode. It's the, so hey, in all fairness, we did mess up and we forgot to record the the Black Friday episode on time. Deadlines, uh, y'all. Deadlines. Yeah, deadlines. <laughs> but this should be out for Cyber Monday, right? So, so emphasis on should. Should <laughs> and most of these deals are probably going to be live and maybe even better than what we have in here. And they should like. Have you guys noticed that that all these deals seem to start up two weeks before Black Friday now, and they just go on through January or something like that? It's sort of ridiculous. Well, I mean, now it seems like Black Friday sales start on November first and right. they just continue on. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, whatever we do in this show will actually be there and we'll probably be there for the next month between now and Christmas. So, you know, while supplies I'll, last, yeah, while supplies last, we might be a, a week late and a dollar short, but we're going to do our best here. So uh, for those that have not been a part of this in the past, we, we try to do an episode every year where we talk about the things that us as developers we like and, and us personally is things that we like and, you know, have fun with it. So with that, I'm Alan Underwood. I'm Joe Zach. And I'm neither. Man. Oh, wait. Hey, and, hey, that's <laughs> Outlaw. And, and you, you know, you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, more. And you should visit CodyBlocks.net. You should send feedback, questions, rants to comments at CodyBlocks.net. You should follow us on X or Twitter at CodyBlocks. And I think that's it. I think we have social links at the top of our CodyBlocks.net webpage. All right, done. <laughs> Were you twitching? Were you like, if I don't get this out, like, I'm not not going to survive. I can't do it. The past 10 10 episodes, you've been counting it. It's like, (laughs) Outlaw's messed up the last 10. If he does an 11th, I will lose my mind. Yeah, man. I couldn't take it. All right. So, (laughs) all right. So now we got to get into probably the best part of the show. And this is where Outlaw reads off our iTunes or, or our reviewers. And unfortunately, this one looks pretty easy. So... Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> on, on the <laughs> iTunes, after I read it, I was like, maybe not. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Tux Tuxcon. That's and, fine. <laughs> and on Spotify, uh, we have and uh, these are apologies in advance. One of these for sure. And I'll, you can guess which one you think I messed up the most. So from Spotify, thank you to Frederick. Volkmar and Orb Wizard. Hey, I'm impressed, man. Very nice. All right. I don't think you. I don't think you missed any of them. Okay. Well, Frederick. Well, maybe the first. When you, one. when <laughs> you, you let him know that I that I messed that up and I apologize. Yeah. Very good. All right. Great. And hey, uh, if uh, Cody Ham's coming up, just got to mention that February 24th, and uh, we're looking for speakers up till December 15th. It's a great chance to do a talk, your first talk, uh, your million talk, or whatever in between. Do it. Yeah. 
Hey, and I think that Joe said coding camp. I think that's uh, what he said. Should be all into code camp. Code camp. He usually, like, sometimes Joe just comes in and, like, sort of says, listen, it doesn't matter. Go to <laughs> Orlando coding camp in 2025, and it's going to be amazing. You have until <laughs> December. <laughs> December of 2024 to submit your thing. That's right. That's right. So, yes. Yeah, definitely go sign up for the thing. Joe, uh, aren't you did glad say, to have friends like us? Right, yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> and he did say it was February 24th, so it's coming. It's right around the bend, right? Like Of 2023, yeah. It was February 24th of 23. That's yeah, right. I just said everything that we said just now, but I said it in like two seconds, so I kind of feel like <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, somewhat okay. audibly, somewhat. Okay. somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. I got yeah. excited. I'm right. very excited tonight. Am I going first? Did we decide? You are going first. Jay Z is leading off the charge tonight, which never I think before is a first. in the yeah. ten years of this show on yeah. the shopping spree episodes. Here it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I put together this time. So this time, you know, I always try to do something a little different. You know, just have a little fun. Uh, Alan and uh, Al are so good at like actually like knowing what they're talking about and like knowing things about products and like researching and stuff. And I am, I'm not that person. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I take a little different tack on it. Are you the type of person that if I were like, what kind of car do you drive? You're like, it's blue. Yeah. I, so, okay. So the other day I tr- like started to get into somebody else's car at the bank. <laughs> Like, was it nicer I, than yours? I don't even know what kind of was because I don't know what cars is. But yeah, I, like I literally came back and started getting it, and it was someone who left their car running when they went to the ATM machine. <laughs> oh man! So I opened it. And I'm like, that's it. Looks weird, dude. I also, can't even imagine. <laughs> Wait, was it a woman or was it a man? I don't know. I got the heck out of there because I can't even imagine the panic. Would like if some woman turned around and saw you, like, yeah. You know what though? You know what though? It, it he would have fit right in. Area Florida man takes someone yeah. else's car. <laughs> like it wouldn't have even been that weird. You wouldn't have even made the nightly news, right? No, they just uh, the person would have saw me and then run and jumped on the hood. And I would have taken off, and you know that would have been it. They're like, "What do you mean he doesn't have an alligator in his pocket?" Well, forget it. It's not newsworthy. Yeah, oh, exactly. So, good. But yeah, it was so awkward. I, I think I got away. I closed the door real quick and took off. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. My wife's like, what's going on? What are you doing? She's like, why do we have a new car? Yeah. <laughs> I messed and up. why is this one blue? <laughs> like, seriously, who leaves their car unlocked and running when they go to the ATM machine? Oh, I used to do that all the time. What? No. no like, like you're in like, you know, a place where it gets cold sometimes. No. Nah. Like, you know, it makes sense to kind of keep the car running, but no. No. Nah. Nah. What? No, like, you turn it off. Up ATM? Yeah, you turn I, the car off, you walk up to it. Yeah, you park no, like I mean, a normal human being. No, you, yeah. you, that's when you like you turn the stereo up extra loud. Because <laughs> you got to have your jams going, you know, your theme music going while you're at the ATM. It sounds like you might have a new Florida neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fit right in here. Yeah, uh, Come on down. Well, right. I don't like alligators, so I don't know how it's going to work out. Oh, yeah, it's getting, they're get, we're getting iguanas here in Orlando. Uh, big ones. You sound happy about that, though. That's no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I do they're not creepy. Like yeah, they're they creepy. are very creepy, and they're big. They're really big. They actually made the news recently. <laughs> like somebody freaked out because an iguana jumped on their back. Oh yeah, I mean they're they big. can jump. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, they're fast. And they got big old claws. And yeah, they can be up to five feet long. We're going to can we just yeah, talk dude. about the show already? I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Al's not out. sleeping tonight. All right, let's let's do a three-hour episode so he actually passes out in his chair. Let's help. All right. Out. Well, yeah, so I'll, I'll get going. Uh, I don't have a ton of stuff, um, but I do have a theme, and uh, it's a little bit different this year, but it's not uh, not super jokey-jokey. So uh, I had a friend who uh, kind of got into, uh, I'll call it, you know, for lack of a better term, biohacking. Oh, biohacking. But, no, no, no. Biohacking. So they got into kind of measuring uh, their basic uh, vital stats and kind of graphing it and working with a nutritionist, working with a personal trainer. And they kind of went down deep into the rabbit hole. And uh, they learned a bunch of interesting stuff. And I think they're kind of you know sick and burnt out on it now, which is not to be uh, unexpected, I think. But uh, they learned a lot of stuff along the way. And I thought it was kind of cool. And so I kind of put together a little list of the kinds of things that you can buy that would help you along that journey should you choose to go on it. I'm not recommending that you go down this journey because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's such thing as, like, too much information. Like, you might be better off just, like, uh, you know, <laughs> doing other things. But uh, that's up to you. And so uh, with that, lie. yeah, with that mixed blessing, let me give you a, a bunch of stuff to spend money on. Please. Uh, so. First item, uh, Withings uh, is a company that makes uh, kind of smart devices for your health. This is a machine that uh, that tracks your blood pressure, and uh, I've actually used this one. They have a little app, so you'll track and everything. Uh, you just need the device, and the, the actual app is free. Of course, it, you know, everything has like subscription plans and stuff now. Uh, but this thing is going to run you about a hundred bucks, hmm. which is expensive. And there are other ones, but what I like about Withings is that. Withings actually has a bunch of other devices too, and it'll kind of pop all that stuff in. It syncs nicely with like Apple Health and stuff like that, and it's just kind of nice. Now, one thing I learned about uh, blood pressure uh, measurements is they are all total crap. <laughs> the ones you use at home, every machine, if you look at an accuracy, and if you ask your doctor about it, they'll tell you it's crap. They'll tell you the one at the grocery store is crap. They'll tell you what the one in their office is crap. There's no such thing as, as far as I can tell, as like a good blood pressure machine, unless you do the old school thing where you like have a timer and you, <laughs> you count and you count and then you look at the dial. You know, it sounds crazy, but like everything, you know, like what I talked to my about and stuff, they're like, that's the only way to really do it. Everything else is uh, pretty rough, but you know, as long as it's consistent, you know, then it's okay. Hey, wait, I think it's worth calling out though, even though you say that maybe this thing's garbage, it has. 10,910 ratings and it's a 4.2. So that's not terrible in the yeah. world of, of buying products, right? Oh, yeah. I should say it's kind of, it's basically best of breed okay. for you know, like consumer type stuff. Like I'm sure you can get some fancy doctor one that's going to run you 400 bucks, you know? I got a counter one for you. Okay. That is, that is uh, $53 and uh-huh. also has an app that you can sync to it and it'll sync into like your health kit and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Ooh, um, I know this brand too. Omron. The, yeah. Omron. And it has over 69,000 reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Higher rating. And I have it. That That's yeah, the, nice. I have that one. The one thing that, that you have to know about the, about the blood pressure uh, things is like Joe said, they're all crap. But what, what's important is one, make sure you're using the correct size cuff for you because you can use the, if you use the wrong size, uh, you know, it, it will mess that up, but also it's important, like what your seating position is and how your arm is resting. Like you can't have your arm rested up. Your arm should be by your side. And 
If you have eaten or had caffeine, that'll throw it off. So the most important thing to do with this type of thing is not to care about accuracy so much as you care about consistency. Mm. And if you, if you have a device that is consistently showing you like maybe it's five points off, but if it's consistently five points off, then okay, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, totally. And so like, I, I didn't mean to say that, that like they're all like terrible. You shouldn't use that. I'm just being like that. Uh, just the accuracy is kind of rough. And so depending on what you read, but yeah, like, you know, the Omron brand is another one that's kind of trusted. And I actually have uh, some stuff from them coming up. Um, it's also important one. to point out that too, that, uh, if you have like an FSA, uh, some of these are FSA eligible items that you can use. You know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and I'm sure, uh, HSAs work too. I don't really know the difference. What that's sure. a whole, that's a whole other episode. Um, anyway, that's like another three hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the reason I like Withings and Withings is totally like just a competitor to Omron, like flat out, like they make a lot of the same stuff. So a lot of things I can say about Withings, you can say about Omron, uh, like uh, Withings has a smart scale. It'll, you know, weigh you, it'll zap your feet, figure out your, you know, um, BMI, you know, all the body mass index, all that stuff. A lot of that stuff is contra- like, I'm just going to stop saying that things are controversial or things are, you know, uh, inaccurate because you could say that about pretty much any health device, uh, which yeah. is unfortunate and true. And also uh, at the doctors, I, I don't know if you ever had an experience where like someone takes your blood pressure and they're like, wait, that's not right. And they do it again. And they're like, okay, that's better. Yeah. So, yeah. Pros do it too. So yeah, the, the, the primary advantage of this uh, $200 scale is that it syncs with the same app that the blood pressure cuff I mentioned does. Oh wait, you moved on. I didn't I've realize got, it. I've got a, I got another one for you. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. So the problem that I have with some of these, like with the, uh, like I didn't want to have to sync these. Like I didn't want to have to create accounts for everything. And then like, like that'd be publicly available kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's another one. Oh wait, is it, uh, well, it looks like the one that I specifically got has been updated. Cause the one I'll, I'll include the link to it anyways, it's no longer available, but, um, well, this one's Bluetooth, so it probably syncs to like Apple Health or whatever else you want it to do. Yeah, right? but sometimes they require that you create an account in order to in order to to do that. But um, so that's the one that's the one downside. So uh, I didn't realize this one wasn't available anymore, but it had like over nine thousand reviews. That's so just reviews. another another. Do you I have consider. this one, Jay Z? Uh, my mom has it. Okay. Yeah. He likes it pretty good. Yeah. I've that, used it. <laughs> that greater, that greater good ones is the one that I, I've got that one. And there's a, there's a new one by it. That's like $45, but there's this other one that's like, uh, E-Tech city. That's got like 175,000 or over 174,000 reviews. But I don't know if it requires you create an account. And that was the, that was the nuisance about some of these like health apps. If you're going to get into like, the idea of like, you know, uh, how, how did you start it? Like, I call uh, it biohacking. Uh, that's the, yeah. it's everything's got an asterisk, but there's, they've also caught it like a quantification of self, you know, yeah. like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, I just didn't like the idea of having to create an account for everything that, you know, it was going to be synced yeah. up to their site. And yeah, this is kind of scary about putting all that stuff in one basket. Um, yeah. too let alone anyone's basket. Well, um, you probably have uh, something for this too, but uh, Winnings <laughs> has 
a uh, contactless thermometer that you can use, and it'll sync into the same kind of program. So that'll bring this stuff up. And uh, like I mentioned, my mother's got some of the stuff. She'll bring it into our doctor's office and stuff and show them. Like the doctor will have her do stuff, and uh, she's able to kind of show that there, which is pretty cool. I will say the withings look really nice. Like their devices are are just pretty. Like they're they're like the Apple of of health devices, right? Like they they put a lot of thought into the design and, and the way they look. Yeah, they are not the cheapest by far. You can find a, a cheaper alternative for every one of these. But I just like the ecosystem. It's what I'm familiar with. You know, it's the ones I've kind of worked with. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. I do not have a, a replacement for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's keep going then. So this I have not tried. Uh, the, you know, Withings also makes a sleep tracking pad. Sure, you can get that stuff from your uh, from your watch, and some uh, some like phones will even do it. There's even like little games, little apps you can run on your phone, and it'll record you sleeping and you're snoring and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that exists. Uh, but Withings has a sleep checking pad. You can actually get two of them and use them in tandem as well. Uh, I think it's for a full size bed. I'll have to look up which actual size it is. Uh, I don't know if that even matters, but it's basically a pad that goes under your. Uh, mattress and you sleep on it and it'll track stuff what's kind of nice about that is like you don't have to remember to put it in sleep mode or anything it just knows when you put you know kind of get on the bed uh but it's also probably awkward if you uh, i don't know put some put a big box on the bed or something maybe it messes up i don't know i haven't tried this one but uh it's just kind of interesting so just kind of want to put the, bu- the bug in your ear that uh this thing does exist and uh it's interesting and some sale right now it's on it went lower for 117.99 are you planning on getting this thing no Okay, <laughs> I I just use my Apple Watch. If yeah. anybody who who has an Apple Watch, if you wear that while you're asleep, it'll it'll track and show you similar type yeah. of stuff. But there's something that I don't like about the Apple Watch, like namely the battery life that makes it difficult. Um, but that leads into one of my other items. I'm kind of going out of order here. So what I like for uh, as far as watches go, uh, and specific to health, because I have an Apple Watch, I love it. Uh, would not trade it for any other kind of watch, but I did briefly or for like two years or something. I had a Fitbit charge, uh, watch and there's some really nice things about it. Number one, seven days of battery life, you know, mm-hmm. charge it every day. You take a shower with it. You go swimming with it. You just leave it on. You forget about it. It's great. Forget uh, about it. Forget about it. Also continuous heart rate monitoring. Uh, even when you're not exercising, it's just all the time. It doesn't have all the smart funky features of Apple watch, like nowhere near it. doesn't have as cool of a screen. doesn't do all the, you know, the neat stuff. doesn't check your email. Uh, it just does really good monitoring. And I'll give you all the standard stuff like your blood oxygen rate, your heart rate variability. It'll track your sleep, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah, and that one is going to run it, run you. That price is not correct that I just posted. I don't think hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks right now. Okay, it's, well, it's regularly one sixty. Yeah, okay. I was going to say I paid more than that. Dang it! All right, it's on. It's on Black Friday sale. Great. Hopefully Cyber Monday as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you ready to get into more interesting stuff? Let's do it. Okay. Well, first I got something. Uh, this is actually not a recommendation, even though I'm going to post it. Um, well, I've tried it and really didn't like it. Uh, this <laughs> is a smart ring. Oh, I've I remember this. you telling us. About, I, I think you told us about this thing. Oh, and this is actually not the this is not uh, the brand that you mentioned. Outlaw has one. Uh, that's not the one I've got listed here. This is a different one because it looks cooler. Oh, I, I think. Yeah, this one looks that. like Lord of the Rings style type. Yeah, it's two hundred nine. Uh, so you know, it's not cheap. 
but it's got a bunch of sensors on it. So it'll get like your uh, HRV, your blood oxygen situation. Uh, see, some of them even get your blood pressure. I don't remember if this one was. Uh, ultimately, that's why we returned the one that my, my wife got because the blood pressure was way off, even compared to like the weddings. We did some comparisons, and the ring was total garbage. Uh, I think it was the aura, aura ring or whatever. Uh, but this one, I haven't tried it, but it looks cool. So at least you got that. And it's got one review, so it's got to be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It totally isn't the person who made it or, or, or is selling it. <laughs> yeah. But but I think you mentioned this before, so I'm guessing like if you did get one that was pretty accurate, like this is pretty sweet because it's a tiny tiny device compared to anything else, right? Yep. Yeah, and Aura. Oh, actually, Auras look nicer. I'm going to go ahead and just change my link <laughs> to the Aura ring, which is the the brand that I had it kind of intended to go with. All right, let's see so. this thing. Uh, I think it looks the same. In fact, uh, it, it like looks so similar that it makes me think that uh, whatever link I have here is actually just a uh, <laughs> rebranded. <laughs> yeah, rebrand of it, or you know, like a basically a knockoff. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get robbed if you uh, use that link. So let me get you another one. <laughs> wow, uh, that's <sighs> awesome. Okay, and it's two sixty nine, so it's more expensive. Uh, I only have a Best Buy link, so if you remember those. Those people, they're still around. They have stores. One of the few. Or uh, Ring 269. So I don't know what my total is, but it doesn't matter. God, because this one has good reviews, though. Yeah. You know, one thing, I will say this. One thing about if if it's sold at Best Buy, it's probably a, a decently reputable brand, right? Yes. Like, so Now, both pictures of on Amazon and on Best Buy, though, they show you wearing it on your index finger. Is that what it's designed for? Oh, yeah. I don't remember uh, where she wore it. It's interesting. Yeah, they do, don't they? Because that's... I wonder if it tells you in the description here. Hold on. We should research live because that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the people where everyone's... Oh, here's somebody not wearing it on the index. Nerd. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, there's actually somebody that asked that very question, Outlaw. Does the ring have to be worn on a specific finger? Hello. The Aura ring does not have to be worn on a specific finger. The index, middle, and ring fingers usually work the best. So that's really odd for marketing material. <laughs> they would put it on the index yeah. finger. Somebody everybody oh, would sorry. wear it somewhere else. Somebody put it on their toe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. going to work the same. But, you know. To each their own. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's great. Yeah, so you can put it on your middle finger and then take a picture to, you know, give your review. Yeah. That's right. They said any finger. <laughs> you know, I'm getting uh, this, like, side note, but uh, I'm definitely getting to where uh, I really look at the seller and uh, the website before I ordered anything from Amazon because, man, so much stuff is suspicious. Yeah, it's just, man, I agree. It's it's actually gotten to where I think about what I'm going to buy on Amazon as opposed to five years ago where I just bought everything, you know? Yeah. All right. You ready for some uh, some stuff you maybe haven't thought of uh, as much or aren't familiar with? I don't think I've thought of any of this as much. So Some people have thought about this stuff a lot. So uh, here's this product called Cygnos. Anybody heard of Cygnos? I have not. Uh, Cygnos is continuous glucose monitoring. But they're specifically targeted, which is, I should say, that that's something that's usually associated with, like, diabetes. You can monitor your glucose to see whether you're doing good, you're doing bad, whether you need to eat a snack or if you need to, like, go for a walk or whatever or call the doctor. 
Uh, so that's really important uh, medical device. Cygnos is different though. Cygnos is uh, continuous glucose monitoring that's directly marketed towards non-diabetics. And uh, the sensors, I think, are basically free. They don't want you to, like plug this little needle into your arm. It's sort of little. It doesn't hurt. Uh, doesn't feel great, <laughs> but it's not terrible. And uh, the deal is that you uh, have a subscription plan, which you can get down to one thirty-five a month if you sign up for a year. Otherwise, it's going to be more expensive. One hundred thirty-five. Yep. And what that gets you is you know free sensors that you have to swap out like every couple weeks. And then access to this app that like kind of uh, tracks your glucose and gives you little recommendations like, hey, you, uh, you, you ate pizza and pudding tonight, and now your glucose is terrible. You should, you know, be good tomorrow. That sort of thing. And uh, so, you know, it's cool for like obviously for diabetics or people that are kind of nearing the borderline, which is great. Uh, but also, uh, a lot of people have gotten really into uh, like athletes have gotten into glucose monitoring for trying to kind of maximize their health and fitness and their workouts and all that sort of stuff. And there's a bunch of interesting stuff too. Like um, I wore one for a little bit. Uh, it's a long story, but um, I'm, I don't have diabetes, but I just kind of wore because a friend of mine got into it. My mom had some, so it was like mix a couple things. Like give it a shot, and it's interesting. And I learned uh, a bunch of stuff about glucose monitoring, uh, including like exercise tends to shoot your stuff up almost the same way like that eating candy would but it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that your kind of adrenaline glands run and your blood needs to kind of cycle and do some stuff i don't understand but it's interesting Mm. and if you are really trying to maximize your you know health and whatnot this is a you know kind of interesting product to get into but it's not cheap the cheapest you can get it to for this product is 135 a month you know it's interesting if you look at the pricing because when you said that i was like oh my god but if you just do a one month plan, it's four forty nine a month. So, yeah. so it's way better to just go ahead and sign up for six months at one thirty four a month and just get yep. it done if you're going to do it right. Yeah, and it, I should say I didn't use Signos. I had a different one, but that wasn't targeted towards whatever. But I got to see my my buddy Signos and stuff. And I had actually I had two friends that did it, and they were uh, kind of obsessed with it for a little while. I mean, you know, it's funny. It just just on the side of. Of it not being too expensive. I mean, 134 a month isn't cheap, right? Like, but let's think about this. Most people are paying that for their cable, and that's probably shooting their glucose through the roof most of <laughs> the time. So, I mean, I don't know that this is too expensive for trying to monitor yourself and making sure that you're you're creating better habits, right? So, you know, coming from that that point of view, I think this isn't this isn't terrible. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I can see if like if you're training for the Olympics or something, and like, yeah, sure, you know, you're gonna spend way more more than that on like wheatgrass or something a month. Yeah. Um, but for you know, I don't know if you're uh, looking to try and maximize or just try something new or whatever, it might be kind of interesting to experiment if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, let's see what else. Man, I would just like prefer to not have to do a monthly thing though. <laughs> Yeah. Like, why can't I just like, this is again where like, I don't want to have to create an account and sync data to some, you know, company that I don't know how long they're going to be around. Yeah. You know, Wait, are, are you saying companies like 23 and me get hacked? Oh, sorry. That doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> so I'm not there yet. <laughs> so it's like, why, why, why is all that necessary? You know, just an app and some device that's going to like sync to it and boom, done. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Wait, before before I actually say something totally wrong, was it 23 and me or was it um something DNA? Uh, before you say something? Or wait. No, like before I just put it out there as it was total fact. What wasn't it 23 and me that got hacked? 
I believe so. Yeah, October. I'm pretty sure there was. was. The month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. All right, that's funny. Okay, moving yeah, on. Yeah, millions more twenty-three million user records. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So uh, now we got some uh, other stuff. I'm definitely getting into weird stuff that I haven't tried because um, you know, but uh, nothing, nothing too. No, I, I, I like. Oh, I actually feel bad. It's a little. I feel a little, a little somber. Like remember everyone of their mortality uh, for Thanksgiving. You're welcome. <laughs> so I just might, well, hope you enjoyed all that food. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, there's a food sensitivity test. Uh, this is the kind of thing that your doctor might try to order for you, but it's a third party company. It's $130 to run a test and to come back and say, Hey, you shouldn't eat chicken or, um, you know, you should eat this or you should eat that. Is it good? I don't know. Is it a total scam? Maybe, but it's $130. You can try it and see. Probably more expensive. If you go to your doctor and get it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you're going to pay $130 just to uh, walk in the door. Basically, yeah, no doubt. In the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so here's something similar. A gut health test. It comes with a microbiome wipe. So this is surely scammy. Uh, you know. Wait. Uh, what am I? What am I? Yes, a wipe. Yes, a wipe. <laughs> uh, your geo discomfort away. <laughs> <laughs> this is disgusting. That's amazing. Uh, Look, if you've taken a lot of antibiotics or you uh, feel, you know, fatigued, low energy, brain fog, if you have frequent heartburn, if you have uh, gas, bloating, abdominal pain, or nausea, this is starting to sound like commercial. Uh, there's some other stuff, uh, IBS, IBD, then, uh, yeah, you should take a look at this. It's gut health test. It's going to come back and tell you uh, how healthy your gut is and have some recommendations for how to improve things. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Man, these are all bummers, huh? Dang. No, no. This is all interesting. That one's just stuff. gross. <laughs> ah, man. This uh, these thing went through your... literally full of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your, your body processed everything. Now it's looking at the end result. Like, that's well, the best way to find out. The test is gross. You should see some of the things they recommend oh, man. people to do to treat that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, health and Anthropocene Service, 23andMe. They just got hacked. What that means is probably not going to get hacked again anytime soon. <laughs> right? As like we've seen optimism, sir. Uh, with, you know, LastPass and others, you know, one and done. Mm. Okay, so, but you <laughs> jumped from LastPass, but you're not, but you're jumping on board for 23andMe? Right, right. yeah. Little no, I've standard. given up on anonymity. I don't, I've, I'm going the opposite of anonymity. I'm just trying to, like, be that needle in the haystack. I'm just trying to get my daddy in there with anyone else. Like, I feel like those companies are trying to find the people that are hiding their stuff and they're going to get you. So if you just flood, if you flood all, flood all the services with your information, you're safe. Hiding yeah, exactly. that, site. Yeah. that was the Leo Lepore, uh, kind of strategy on like all of the social media platforms and everything is like, just flood it, flood all of them with everything. And then nobody will ever find anything. That's yeah. amazing. Surely that works. It's like, <laughs> Surely. Obscurity through, uh, I don't know, public, something hiding in plain sight. Uh, also, I put soil on here, which is a thing where you can like get meal subscriptions for 230 a month. Ends up being, uh, that's the cheapest plan. Ends up being about $3 per meal. How much per it's meal? It's literally named Soylent? Yeah, I know. Did they not know the movie? I, you would think, right? Like, like if you're going to name your name. company that, like, maybe, I don't know, see if that name has ever been used for anything ever before. And then yeah. consider like so like greatest people. Uh yeah, what a terrible product name. Yeah. Right? And then it's but literally gonna you're gonna, gonna like, here's a food for you to eat. 
yeah, here, go eat it. No, it's like, yeah, this is a reference to an old movie, you know, ha ha, here, eat it. I would wait, wait. never. How much, how much per meal did you say? Three thirty, I think. Uh, $3.30? That's actually really good. Yeah, but it's uh, people. The price is good. <laughs> I, w- I would rather eat people than uh, eat this. I don't know if you tried one of these. Things. It's basically sludge. Oh, that's um, not good. I mean, it, like, you know, it's, I don't, I don't mean, I don't, like, if this is your thing, I don't want to dog on you. Uh, but, like, it doesn't really compare to a hamburger. Uh, but if you're the kind of person, <laughs> you know, who's ordering soylent, so- like, hamburgers are not on the menu for you. Oh, man. Yeah. So the deal with Soylent is basically they call it the they market it as the world's most perfect food. Uh, they've created the most nutritionally complete, convenient, and sustainable food on the planet, and uh, it tastes amazing, and it works for everybody. And it's basically these kind of like uh, shaky type things, <laughs> these juices that have uh, things that your body needs anyway. And you'll never crave chocolate again. Yeah, I mean they have a chocolate flavor. <laughs> I'm sure it tastes just like chocolate. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, delicious. So, you know, it's uh, nice. Um, some people uh, I've been eating this. I think you can eat, just eat it 100% of the time. So if you're like one of those people that's just so sick of like, you know, making food all the time, whatever, you just sign up for this and just, you know, just drink this. I'm so like, tired of delicious cuisine. I, just, I think I'm going to take a soy. <laughs> I'm tired of eating. Can't, I can't get over the name, though. I'm like in tears. I'm like, why didn't you, if you're going to name it that, why not just like fully play into it in like one of the flavors be caucasian or american <laughs> yeah or- <laughs> uh, you would think right <laughs> you would think so i didn't even know about this movie by the way soylent green oh it's oldie so, yeah 1973 so i i'm gonna have to check this out now it's because not it's worth add it. some humor don't waste your bad. time <laughs> no it doesn't hold up it was like watching it. i i don't even know that like cult classic cult classic is really applicable here kind of thing. Short story is like they're feeding people Soylent Green and it turns out that Soylent Green is made from people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But most people know from The Simpsons and other references in sci-fi and whatnot. But yeah, terrible name for a product. Is see, like when I first heard about it, I was like, no way. I thought it was like a, a reference to like, you know, something you'd see in like uh, Silicon Valley or something. But I uh, know it's a real product. They've been around for a long time now. I think like 10 plus years. Uh, and uh, yeah, they've been, they they've been marketing selling problem stuff. There. <laughs> 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 <sighs> yeah. So yeah, there you go. If you want to hack yourself and get a bunch of devices and uh, spend all your time obsessing about your health, uh, there, here's a list for you to uh, follow. And if you know of any other things that you're doing, it's good. I, I, I sound so negative on it. But I, like, this is good stuff. Like, I know people that are using... Uh, almost every one of these, uh, and you know, to great effect, and really liking it. Uh, it seems very stressful to me. I think the whole quantify yourself, the whole kind of philosophy, like really stresses me out. And like, whenever I kind of get into that mode with anything with too much tracking, like uh, or with tracking at all, I should say, I tend to kind of burn myself out and then like rebel for a while. You know, uh-huh. so that's just my experiences with it. But uh, you know, maybe maybe it works for you. I do love it, but. Um you have to make it convenient for you. That's why like the Apple watch, for example, like you mentioned the Fitbit or that, uh, what was it called? The withings, uh, sleep tracking pad, you know, like yep. I don't want to have to think about it. If I have to think about it, then I'll never get it. But if I can just like, if it just happens, you know, just works, then, you know, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be more diligent about it. 
Yeah, I kind of like having the, the idea of like getting into one ecosystem, ecosystem so you're not like getting several different notifications from different things all the times, you know, like you're only getting one to like pumping you to sign up for the premium plan or whatever. Well, yeah. my my preference here lately has been anything that will sync to Apple HealthKit. I don't care is I don't I don't care what their app does as long as it'll sync to HealthKit and I don't want to have to create an account for them. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's quickly going the wayside though. It seems like everybody wants to do that garbage nowadays. Yeah. Which I get it. Data's money. All right. Oh wait, before we go, uh, I like to end on a high note. So I'll have a link here for like a 50 pound uh, bag of chocolate or something. All right. I like it. Wait, isn't that going to like mess up your blood sugar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Okay. As long as you recognize it. Oh, yeah, I think that, they that tell you be... to stop, uh, start at rock bottom. Well, this this is kind of like financing, right? Like, would you finance? Uh, w- would you buy a hundred million dollar house? Well, if I can finance it for a hundred million years, sure, right? Like, yeah. so and so you can get a fifty pound bag of chocolate, and just eat a little bit every day for the next twenty years, you're fine. Hey, they don't sell it in bags when you get up to this weight. They sell it in slabs, actually. So. <laughs> it's not cheap. Four sixty eight for uh, fifty pounds of pure milk chocolate. Oh my god. Though, like there was a, there was some documentary thing that I was watching though recently, like all the chocolate, where was it? Oh, maybe, maybe it was like a John Oliver or something like all the chocolate, like the majority of chocolate comes from like a few manufacturers or something. Now I'm questioning it though. If it was John Oliver, it was all a joke. No, I believe like I I was, I got some, uh, some bike stuff replaced recently on my bike and the guy was complaining to me about it. It's like, you know, all this stuff comes from the same factory in the same place. They just changed the name on it. Dude, that's uh, air conditioning, HVAC stuff. Most of them are manufactured in the same spots. Come off same assembly lines, all that kind of garbage. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Guitars too, actually. <clears throat> yeah, doesn't surprise me. All right, so so 50 pounds of chocolate is a high note for sure. Yep. All right, so for me, I actually did a few things that are sort of developer-centric. <clears throat> so the very first thing I have here is something that I might get this year, but I'll admit that it's even a bit high for my taste. So this is the Kinesis Advantage 360. It's their new keyboard. And the difference between this and the Kinesis Advantage 2 that I've actually reviewed on Amazon and all that kind of stuff is, first off, it's like $130, $140 more. So it's 450 bucks for the non-Bluetooth model, which is not cheap by any stretch. Wait, you got to pay more to have it wired? Oh no, it's yeah, no less, more it's less wired. It it's it's even more Bluetooth. Okay. It's another um, thirty bucks on top of that, so it's four four eighty for the Bluetooth version. But where this is different than the Kinesis Advantage Two is, it's got the same concave layout of the keys and all that, except now you can separate the keyboard, so you don't have this fixed width between the two halves. Mm-hmm. And you can tent them like this thing is like supremely tentable. So you can like angle it almost as much as you want. And my so, favorite feature is all of the cords are replaceable. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be honest, $450 is a lot of money for a keyboard, right? Like straight up, that's that's almost obscene level type stuff. Yeah, almost you know, 50 for a keyboard of for that. 50 pounds of chocolate or three months of glucose monitor. <laughs> right? There you go. I like how you're saying this is almost obscene for a keyboard. $450. No, it's pretty obscene. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean... No, it's absolutely obscene. <laughs> yeah, it's obscene. So, I mean, 
like the advantage too at 320 bucks, I thought was pushing sort of the boundary. I want to say the Moonlander was like 350, right? And that also, that, like, that's right there at the edge of what I think is halfway reasonable for something that, that is good for ergonomics and all that. This is a little bit over the top. However, it does look pretty fantastic. So I might give it a shot and, and I may do a review on it. I would say that if you were already in the Kinesis Advantage game, then. I think this would be a no brainer to go to. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I still love my advantage too. I, I use it every day and it is a fantastic device. And so maybe this is even better. Well, the reason I why know. I say that though, is like, so the tinting, you know, being able to like tint it to your custom, like your preference, that's a big deal, uh-huh. but also being able to like, because it's, because the two halves are independent now, like you can kind of rotate them in. So like on my, uh, one of my, the Kinesis, uh, freestyle, uh, gaming, RGB gaming. Yep. And the thing is called yep. the freestyle There's RGB gaming. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too long. It's too, really too much, <laughs> but like, I don't have the keys aren't straight. I ha I kind of have them like, you know, twisted in it. Cause if you set your hands on the, on a table, you know, your hands aren't like, um, like straight out in front, right. you know? They're, 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 they're kind of tilted into each other. They're yeah. kind of angled into each other. So that's the way I have my, my keyboard. And I would love this because of that, except for that yeah. gigantic price tag. Yeah. I mean, I might check it out. This is more like the Moonlander in terms of how you can remap keys and stuff. Like it comes with, with a software that allows you to do that. So at any rate, yeah, big price tag looks like a super premium, nice keyboard. So that's number one. Number two. So this came back up and this, this one's really interesting to me. And I think anybody here that's listening to this podcast should consider this. So Joe recursion, Joe, uh, Joe Ridley, I think that mm-hmm. that's, yeah, he, a long time ago when we were talking about, you know, Hey, you should go buy this book and it's an O'Reilly book or you should buy this book or whatever. He's like, yo, um, sign up for an ACM membership for a hundred bucks a year and you have access to all the, the entire O'Reilly library, right? Oh, that was, that wasn't a, I don't think that was Joe Persian Joe that made that. Um, I think it, it was, was the, uh, uh, design pattern, design evangelist. principal evangelist. Um, Oh, you're right. It was, uh, yes, Jim, Jim Hummelson. Yeah, my bad. So yes, he mentioned this several times. So we actually did it. well, what happened was, I think last year or the year before, ACM lost their partnership with O'Reilly. O'Reilly's like, no, we want more money not doing it. So the the ACM membership for $99 a year where you're getting access to all those books, they're like, no, man, we're not getting enough money. Well, they've they've changed it. So right now, like during the holiday season, the ACM membership is $75. So it's 25% off. And there's an add-on bundle now that you can do that will give you access to not only O'Reilly now, but it also gives you access to Pluralsight and I think one other service as well. And I can't remember what it is, Ralph. So you get, it says right here, training videos from O'Reilly. That's the books, Skillsoft, Percepio, and Pluralsight on the latest technologies. So, for right now, if you were to sign up, it'd be 150 bucks a year. You'd have access to the ACM, which they do publish a lot of really killer articles. But then you also get access to all the O'Reilly books, their entire catalog, as well as Plural, Plural Site as well. That is a 
fantastic deal. So if so you're into they learning, do have the O'Reilly Safari thing back they do. then? They do. Yep. And that's because what's what this not is. clear to me though is that it says get unlimited access to ACM's collection of thousands of online books courses because ACM, like when we had our subscription, they had their own. They did no. Click the link. Click the link, and then go down past the second the second radio button, and you'll see a checkbox. This ACM Skills Bundle. Yeah, that's where it is. So it's an add on. You actually have to pay extra for it. And the only reason I even knew about this is ACM emailed me directly and was like, "Hey, you know, we know that a lot of you were here for the O'Reilly content and all that, and that's what that's where they announced this." So. If if you are big into reading various books like we do on this show and you're trying to stay ahead and, and, and keep all your skills going and all that, absolutely killer deal. I got so, that email, but I thought it was like – I thought I remembered it being like a survey of like, hey, if we did this, would you come back kind of thing? They did that initially. I filled that out, and then they sent out a follow-up that was like, hey, we've repartnered. I'm so, redo that then. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Good. It's a killer deal. I mean, straight up, 150 bucks a year. I mean, and we, I we spent 50 O'Reilly bucks book. on a book. Yeah, you probably spent 50 bucks on it, right? Shut up. Yeah, so <laughs> so I mean, seriously, like this deal is a no-brainer. If you if you crack 3 books a year, you've already you've already made your money on it. All right, so now the next one up, and this is following along with the just personal development in in this world. So this one's a tough one for me. I think it's worth it, but only for a couple of reasons. So this one I'm going to say is LinkedIn premium. Now, one thing that drives me crazy, as much as as Outlaw hates the fact that everybody wants you to sign up for accounts, I hate when I go to find out how much something costs and they're like, start your free membership and there's nowhere to click to find out, well, what does that mean after the free membership's up, right? So what I found is LinkedIn premium is 30 bucks a month, all right? Now, here's where I think it's valuable. And this is the first one for me. The big one is you get access to all of LinkedIn learning. Now, they don't list it on their overview page, which is hot garbage because it's a really big selling point for me anyways. Um, and the LinkedIn learning tools is Think Pluralsight. Like it's a bunch of super high quality courses. A lot of times they'll have certificates that you get at the end of it if you take like little tests and all that kind of stuff. Really good stuff. I've done several spring courses like with Java. I've done um, like agile stuff. I like I've I've gone through a bunch of courses on there and it's really good. So that's a big one. Now the next couple things that I think are worth talking about is if you are somebody that's in the market or considering moving companies or whatever, there's a couple things that are nice. They, they pitch a bunch of their AI stuff, whatever. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. But they say they have AI stuff that will help you write messages or, or help you improve your profile, whatever. Maybe it's amazing. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Don't care that much. There are a couple things that I think are amazing. You can directly message anyone outside of your network within mail. Now, if you are on LinkedIn, you'll know that if, if like, me, right? Like if you want to reach out to me, if you haven't requested to be my friend and I haven't approved it, you can't direct message me unless you're a recruiter that's paying extra money for their LinkedIn business or whatever, right? When you're a LinkedIn premium member, you can actually reach out to people individually, right? Like you have that ability. Um, Another thing is your job search, you kind of get 
some of the beefier, better things that will match with you and all that kind of stuff, which can be absolutely fantastic for you if you're in the job market. And there's, there's two more that I think are fantastic. One, hey, real quick. Uh, yeah. I just want to mention um, Buffer uh, is a, a thing that we mentioned a few times. It lets you like scheduled social media posts. Uh, it actually has an AI feature uh, built in, and it's super good, actually. Uh, okay. CodeCamp, I've been writing some messages, like some automated tweets, like, hey, don't forget to sign up. Uh, it's really nice to be able to like, type one message and say, hey, make it more professional. Make it uh, more goofy or you know, more playful. Uh, like Generate uh, again, just so it's not the same message if people are seeing it more than once. Uh, I actually love it. Okay, that's killer. I mean, that's good feedback. So maybe this thing up, maybe I should check it out. So uh, being that I'm a Microsoft MVP, I actually have access to this. I'm not paying for it, but I have access to all these things. So, you know, I try to utilize as much as I can while I'm in here. So there's a couple of things that I think are fantastic. One, you can see who's actually looking at your profile. So, you know, you'll get messages in LinkedIn, like 20 people looked at your profile this week. And it's like, okay, who were they? Right. And you can go look if you are a LinkedIn premium member. That's huge. Another thing that I like a lot is you can actually make yourself invisible when you're going and looking at other people's profiles. You could do that as a LinkedIn premium member. So, you know, if you're thinking about some old coworker and you're like, man, I wonder what they're up to. And you go search for them. You're not going to pop up into their history. Right. So, so those are some features that I think are here. But again, I think the LinkedIn learning platform, especially if you're trying to quickly ramp up on things is absolutely fantastic. I'd put it on par with the plural sites of the world because they also, much like Pluralsight over time started making people follow templates and do very professional type courses. LinkedIn learning has the same thing. So you're not going to get a bunch of like, you know, hit or miss type things like you would, if you went to Udemy and bought some nine 99 course, the, everything here is like super polished. All right. So let's see next up I have. Okay. So this is another keyboard thing and outlaw. And I've actually talked about this one. Oops. Outlaw. It, we talked about this recently. So I, I ended up buying an iPad pro because when I'm like researching things for the show or whatever, like a lot of times I'm consuming, right. And I don't necessarily want a laptop in my lap for doing that kind of thing. And, and I, for whatever reason, I don't even know why, but the screen on my iPad is easier to look at than my laptops for the most part, I, I different screen technologies, whatever. They're just easier on the eyes. Well, <clears throat> One of the things that drove me crazy is I don't like propping that thing up. I don't want to hold that thing the entire time I'm trying to watch something. And I cannot to this day stand typing on a touchscreen. I don't care if it's an iPhone. I don't care if it's an Android. I don't care if it's an iPad. I don't want to touch type on anything. I hate them. I hate screen typing. Never want to do it. So. Oh, I'm I sorry. I didn't realize struggling. we were in boomer hour. Did Dude, we start uh, boomer hour early? I think we did start it early. Okay. Oh, so, so I needed a case for my iPad because you're crazy if you don't have one. And, and obviously I went and bought a screen protector and all that because something's going to happen. If you don't have it on there, it'll happen within a week. So Logitech. So there's, there's two kind of premium keyboards you can get for iPads, iPad pros. There's the one that's from Apple, which is really nice, but it's like a fixed stand. It's, it's you, you have this nice keyboard and it's 300 bucks. Like it ain't cheap. And, and it holds your iPad at a certain angle and that's all you got, right? Like that's it. So I was looking at that, the Logitech combo touch keyboard or touch. I think it's called the, the combo touch. 
What's sweet is it's a case for your iPad and it sets it up like a surface. So you have this little kickstand thing in the back that you can bend out to whatever angle you want. And then the keyboard is actually strongly attached via magnet. So you can set this thing up kind of however you want. And if you want to do it like the, the iPad uh, cases that came out that where you have sort of like this pyramid thing, you can even flip the keyboard up underneath it and have it as sort of a base for the stand to land on. So I've found this thing to be absolutely fantastic. The keyboard is wonderful and I love this thing. And now here's the deal. If you go looking for this, know that you have to find the one that fits whatever iPad that you have. So that's one advantage this has over the pro or or the Apple keyboard is the Apple keyboard, I believe is only made for the iPad pros. They make a version of this even for the regular iPads. So you can get it for an iPad 10 or air or whatever they are. Plus, you can get them for the pros. So at any rate, love these things. They run anywhere from 100 right now on sale, anywhere from 120 bucks for like a regular iPad to 180 for the 13 inch iPad Pro. So love these things. Can't recommend it highly enough. You can use the um, Magic Keyboard with the <clears throat> iPad Air. Oh, can you? It's compa- okay. I'm looking at Apple's site compatible with the 12.9 inch iPad pro the 11 inch iPad pro and the iPad air fifth and sixth okay. gen. Okay. But, uh, that link that you sent, there were, I, I would have never even guessed this. And I don't even know like how comfortable I would be trying this, but there are so many knockoffs out there Man, of it's ridiculous of keyboards that look identical to the Apple, uh, magic keyboard. I'm looking at one. It's like 66 bucks. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not good real. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. Hitting. You can find one for 16. If you look hard, you should sign up for Timu. <laughs> that's my tip of the week. Right. right there, yeah. Early. Yeah. Bad. Hey, Amazon has gotten really annoying with this stuff. Well, but I mean, even he mentioned uh Timu, like they're same thing though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's ridiculous. Someone's really cool. Though. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know I wanted this. <laughs> right. I'm going to buy it now. All right, so this one actually came up, this next one, because Jay-Z mentioned that he was going through some heartache with his JoeZack.com and he was looking for for email and all that kind of stuff. You should have a vanity domain, you know, JoeZack.com or AllenUnderwood.com or whatever. Like, get one. If you're a developer, you should probably advertise yourself on your own space and keep your own things on your own space as opposed to always putting it on LinkedIn or wherever else. So... For me personally, I know he had some heartache with Google. It's why I never buy any Google services because they just throw things out with, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater type stuff all the time. Um, I use Namecheap and I have been using them for years. I absolutely love them. The prices are fair. They throw in uh, domain privacy by default and they also have DNS sec on, which means that they make sure that your site can't get hijacked and redirected to some other server. So those are things they have by default. And again, they have really good domain tools, DNS stuff. I've done all kinds of funky stuff with them and they just work really well. So I've probably used 10 different registrars over the years. And I always come back to this one. Like I ended up moving most of my domains over here because I just really liked them. So, and my recommendation is if you do that, you know, I, I personally would go WordPress and then use one of the plugins. It'll spit out HTML, right? Like that, that's how I go so that you can create your content fairly quick 
and then get a nice website up. So, but you know, to each their own. Um, all right. So here's another one. And this also Jay Z, for whatever reason, I guess we've been doing this so many years. Every time we do this, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good idea. So the last one I think is when he did a bunch of investing things like, you know, you can do some real estate stuff or whatever. So I got to thinking about this. I've started using discord more lately because I find that there's really good groups for various topics on there. And people seem really engaged on discord. I I don't know what it is about that particular platform, but there's a lot. So I thought, man, what if there, you could just find a bunch of investing topics on discord and see what it is. And there's a list of, of things. So, Hey, I'm not trying to say that any one of these is amazing, but this is a big list of people that are talking about investing tips all the time. And so maybe join that, see, and and maybe don't throw all your money in on the first thing that somebody says. Yeah, but I like uh, about uh, the discords that I'm in. Uh, a lot of them have really cool bots. Uh, that was just a bot ecosystem, super powerful for Discord. My wife's in a Discord that requires you to post like so many times a day or, or so many mm. times a week to even uh, stay in. So like it gets rid of lurkers and like it's just really interesting. It keeps the uh, um, like makes it easier to see what's going on in the uh, in the actual server and it kind of keeps like bots and stuff out of people from getting their accounts hacked and whatever taken over. And that's just like, it's barely scratching the surface. There's all sorts of weird games you can play with bots and mm-hmm. just various different behaviors. It's really cool. Yeah. I like them. So that was it for sort of like the uh, developer type things. So my next thing that I want to say is go do something you love. So I say this as somebody that is constantly busy, right? Um, I bring this up because like we're not as active in Slack as what we used to be. And I kind of hate that, but it's because we've got so much going on, right? Like with work and everything else, getting ready for the podcast, all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm trying to put the, uh, put the URL in here. So I just recently went to an audio show it was called Capital Audio Fest and it was up north of DC in Maryland. And it was such a fun time for me. Like it basically all you're doing, they, they basically booked up a huge hotel. I want to say it was the uh, Hilton. Um, they booked up a huge hotel, moved all the, moved all the furniture out of the rooms and then, and then people, companies, uh, you know, manufacturers, whatever, they came in and set up rooms with speakers and amplifiers and DACs and all kinds of stuff. And I spent two full days walking around listening to systems and looking at cool gear and all that kind of stuff. And it was just so much fun to me. And it was nice to sort of go do that and and come back. And I felt like recharged, right? Like I was excited. Like I, I, I went and looked at something that I really enjoyed. So and, and outlaw actually mentioned that he's like, man, I want to go to SEMA. <laughs> right? Like I want to go, I want to go look at some cool cars and, and I feel like you got to take time to go do the things that you like. I mean, you work hard, you do that, put aside some budget money to go do some of that stuff. Now, because of that, I have some things that I'd come back and I thought I'd share with you because I love audio. I mean, <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that those two guys love guitars and I love sound. Like I can't make sound, but I can listen to a lot of it. So, 
The first one is, I don't know if you've ever heard of a company called ELAC, but they make speakers and they're typically relatively affordable speakers that perform very well for their price points. Well, they showed off a brand new set of speakers that they, that they were just releasing. And these things, man, I'm telling you now, I'm not even kidding you. There were some rooms I went in at Capital Audio Fest that had $2 million worth of speakers and amplifiers like that. I can't even fathom what that even means. Right. Can you just imagine like you, uh, you and your family are on a road trip and you'd like book some hotel room, you know, because like, you know, uh, an Expedia or whatever orbits, you know, whatever, you know, that, that happened to be the best rate, right? <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is going to be great. We'll get, we'll, we'll go there. We'll stay there. We'll be able to rest. We'll go tour the Capitol, blah, 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 blah. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, Music boom. cranking all day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, you know, what's funny about that in all honesty, when I, when I was looking for tickets to fly up there and stay, I, I originally was like, Hey, Hey babe, do you want to, do you want to go with me? And then I was like, Whoa, Whoa, hold up you're going to get tired of this after like 30 minutes. Like, I don't want to not invite you, but you're not invited. Right. <laughs> like you can't go with me because everyone's happier with this decision, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So, so it worked out, but all right. So back to these ELACs. So they, all right. So here's the thing that's so amazing about these. All right. They are powered speakers. They have their own amplifiers built in. So you don't have to worry about anything special. These things have every input you could possibly want. So if you're looking for something for like, maybe you have a bedroom TV and you want better sound, or if you have your computer, you know, you want some decent sounding speakers at your computer and you don't want to do anything special. And maybe you want to hook up your phone to it on occasion. This thing has Bluetooth. It has HDMI eARC. It has um, RCA inputs. It's got every single possible input you could want to be able to hook up to this and just play music with no fuss, right? And they actually sound very good, like super good. So for the price, be super hard to beat these things. So um, they are currently $399 on sale. And seriously, they they had them set up in a room and they made the room sound great. Just those two little bookshelves playing. So, um, and and I don't know that you called this out, but these are only like four and a half inch, uh, speakers. Yeah. They're not like they're, they're tiny. Yeah. They, and I mean, honestly it was shocking. So, so imagine you're going from room to room, right? Some of these rooms are a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Some of them are like, you know, a million and you step into this room and they have this little set of $400 speakers that are playing that sound pretty good. And then next to them, they have like some of their um, better premium, like floor standards that are like $7,500. And you're like, okay, I mean, I hear the difference, but these things aren't like, they're not making me sad. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, again, and I, what I love is the simplicity. You set these up somewhere, you have them turned on, you can Bluetooth to it, right? Like you just want to play some music, whatever. Like you, you don't have to think about it. And that's, that to me is amazing. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Good, good audio always makes me happy. All right. I think I've talked about these on a previous episode, but I have to mention it again because I truly hate the AirPod Pro 2 ear tips that come with them can't stand them. They fall out of my ears nonstop, like make me furious to where I want to throw them and break them. Um, the comply foam tips for them. 
it's funny. I think they jacked them up so that they could put them on sale. Cause I want to say they used to be like $19. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what they did. They're 23 bucks right now, but you can get 25% off. So it'll probably be like $18, something like that. Um, highly recommend these. Now, one thing I do want to call out about these, if you go to the link that I have there, what you'll see is they have several options. They've got medium, large, small, and then assorted. Please do not buy the assorted. Like that's such a waste of money. <laughs> like find out what size you need based off the ear tips that came with them and then buy the three pack of those so that you have them because these things will get, I mean, outlaw, you've had these before the comply phone tips. Yeah. They get funky after a few months and you just need to throw that set out. They get, they put the new set on, right? Like once they start getting a little bit crusty, it's time to move on. So, you know, just some good advice. All right. So the next one up, this, this again, going along with the, my love of audio things. So I know there's a lot of people out there that have Sonos, right? And Sonos is really good because they make it very easy to just play music on any speaker in your house without having to worry about wires and all kinds of stuff. I hate their app. I've had to deal with it with, with um, some family members. Their app is hot garbage. In my opinion, their sounds very good, but some of it's confusing. If you want to stream basically any type of service that you can think of, Spotify, Tidal, Cubos, or Cobas, um, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever. There's a device from a company called Weem. It's W-I-I-M. And they've actually got two devices. There's the Weem Pro and the Weem Pro Plus. Now, what is a little bit special about these things is they're just streamers. So let's say that you have a receiver or something somewhere in your house that you want to be able to play music on that doesn't have Bluetooth or whatever. You can hook this thing up to it and then you stream to it and then it'll put the output to it. Absolutely fantastic device. And on top of that, the application that comes with it is killer. It is so polished. If you want to stream, it's got all the interfaces there. You can even modify the EQ and stuff like it's truly killer. Now, the only reason and the only reason at all that I put the, oh, what did I do? That's the wrong spreadsheet. Um, I put the Wien Pro Plus in there is if you happen to have a, let's say like a really nice system set up, right? That, that you want to hear things on the Wien Pro Plus is basically the same device as the Wien Pro except it has a better DAC in it. So it has a better chipset so that the, the audio resolution will be even better. So if you have a really good set of speakers with a really nice setup, you might want to go this route because it's going to give you better sound quality. DAC if, is digital analog converter? It, yeah, di, di, a DAC is a digital to analog converter. So anytime that you're listening to anything off like Spotify, iTunes, whatever, or if it's coming from a computer, it's coming in digital, right? Well, to send that out to speakers, it has to convert it to a sine wave, right? So it's taking those on-off signals from your digitals and turn it into a sine wave. So anytime that happens, there's a DAC somewhere in your system, right? So that's what this thing does. But what it allows you to do is use all your streaming services, hook up your phones and whatever else to a simple device so that you can just plug this into whatever's sending that out to your speakers and you're good to go. So really nice. All right. So the next thing, all right. So now we're getting I mean, into some things. Basically the difference was that pro does up to 48 K and uh plus pro plus does 192 K. No, actually they both will do that. Um, I I'm looking at say- their, 
their page it's, it's through sent. one of the inputs yeah so if you scroll down on that page it has them right um analog the analog input. input is only 48k but your digital sources can actually come across at 192.24 so oh, that's only talking for like your rca inputs or whatever um now I, i'm not going to go deep down this rabbit hole but i'm really mad at apple um because well, that's a first you know, well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not for me so much, but, but here's what drives me crazy. Hour? Here we go. We've talked about their lossless and the fact that that's really sick and you get this for a good price and all that. What I found out that drives me absolutely insane is if you want their full resolution, you have to hook up a DAC to whatever is playing that to get one ninety two twenty four. It will not do it. If you're listening on your headphones, any of your headphones, because they're Bluetooth signals, they're not even lossless. So you don't get lossless on your headphones unless they're plugged in. So your AirPod Pros, those not lossless. Your Apple TV 4K will only do 2448. So 24-bit 48 kilohertz. You cannot even go higher than that. If you want to get the full 192 kilohertz 24-bit out of a Mac other than the brand new MacBook pros, they can actually do one ninety two twenty four. other than those, you actually have to hook up an external DAC to even get the full resolution. And it's like, why are you guys making it so hard to use what people pay for? It drives me absolutely insane. The other services like title Cobas, those out there, if you have the software, <laughs> you have one ninety two twenty four. You don't have to do anything special, and that that drives me insane. So, at any rate, I said I wouldn't go too far down the rabbit hole. I went far enough. Um, now this is something that I think Jay Z might have an opinion on because he's got some experience with this. So, these are the last few things I've got on my list. So, the first one is Steam just came out with a new version of their Steam Deck that has an OLED screen. So. Uh, hold on. Before we talk about any of these in depth at all, let me put the other two out here. So, and I thought these were all really interesting because they play in the same space. So the next one that I want to, that I want to mention, and then we'll go back and talk about these briefly is there's this thing called the Logitech G cloud and it's a portable gaming console. But what's interesting about this thing is it doesn't have a beefy processor built in. It is all about playing um, cloud gaming services or um, local play with like micro Microsoft's uh, uh, what do they call it where, where you can play in the house. Right? I think really call it um, screen or X play or something. Yeah. It, it's basically streaming from your Xbox across your Wi-Fi to the device. So the device is not graphically handling anything. It's just getting the stream of video and inputs and outputs and going back and forth. So here's the interesting thing. So the Steam Deck OLED starts at 549. That's for the 512 with, you know, whatever regular screen it has. You can get the one terabyte version for 649. And it actually comes with a nicer screen that I think is like, you know, anti-scratch and, and better reflectivity, all that kind of stuff. The Logitech G Cloud one that is basically for playing games either from Microsoft Xbox Pass or whatever it is, or Microsoft Pass, and then uh, there's an NVIDIA one. There's an NVIDIA streaming gaming platform. I can't remember what it's called. 
or playing across your network, right? Local play on your network. That thing's 300 bucks. That could be a tremendous deal if you just want to be able to sit on your couch and play your Xbox games, right? That are, that are, you know, down the hall and you don't want to take over the TV or whatever, you know, or, or, or your wife's watching TV or whatever. Remember when you could just be. sit on the couch and play your Xbox? Well, now that you can sit yeah, in the so box long. and play your sit on the couch and play your Xbox. Well, well, I'm sure, and I don't even want to leave out um, women from this, right? Like, there's women that love to game, and and their husbands are like, really, I want to watch some TV, but they want you in the same room, right? Like, how many times has your wife been like, yo, you're gonna come up out of the basement anytime soon? It's like, well, I guess my guild <laughs> needs me, <laughs> right? right? So, so. That's actually a fantastic option. Now, there's one other one that I want to mention here, and then we can talk about the three like briefly. And there's actually two of these. I only put this one in because the price is right and it's brand new, just came out, and they got some cool features. It's called the Lenovo Legion Go, and it has a Z1 Extreme processor. So it's the newest AMD like you know mobile gaming processor. Now, this thing's 750 bucks. Now, as far as now, there are a couple things that are worth calling out that are pretty sweet about this thing. It has a 1080p display, but it's also 144 megahertz um, refresh rate on it. So you actually have fast gaming refresh rates where I want to say the Steam was always um, a 720p screen, and I think it was a lower refresh rate. Uh, the the new OLED's 90 hertz uh, or 90 megahertz. So no, it's hertz. 90 hertz, not megahertz, and 144 hertz for the other one. So it's interesting because the Lenovo is a Windows machine, right? Like it's basically running Windows 11 home, and the Steam Deck is running Steam's OS. So in theory, it's probably a little bit lighter, way more yeah, geared. It's yeah, it's Linux, and, and they've probably trimmed it down a lot, which – I guess maybe with Lenovo and, and the Asus is the other one that I wanted to mention. They have a version of this as well. That's also 750 bucks. But so now with that, I want to get your opinions on the steam deck because I know you've got one and like, what are your thoughts on it? I love it. It's great. Uh, it feels better than the switch to me. It you know just feels really nice. I'm a little bit bummed that the OLED just came out because I feel like I just got my Steam Deck not that long ago. Right. So you know there's pros and cons. Like a Nintendo Switch took forever to come out with the OLED version, and they're taking forever to come out with version two. So it's like total opposite. Uh, but the I'm already have, like heavily invested in the Steam just ecosystem in general. And, uh, you know, that's like where like the bulk of my collection is. And so it was kind of a no brainer just to go there because it's so easy. It's all integrated. Everything just kind of works. You can do the streaming, you know, uh, from your computer, whatever, like everything's just, just really nice. So, uh, I, that's what I would stick with, you know, um, especially with, like windows and stuff like it, you know, it's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with windows. Like I've used it for a long time, but just like, I, there's something I really like about the Steam Deck just being so heavily geared for like that one purpose, you know, just running Steam games. And I've done some other stuff. I've installed some emulators and stuff, just kind of fun and messed around. So like I've like gotten root access and you know like set up um, SSH and stuff and and kind of had some fun with it. But like ultimately, it's just a gaming device, and I'm happy to have it that way and just not mess around with stuff. So that's why I'd stick with, and that's why I am sticking with. But you know, your mileage may vary. Well, you also get instant on with that thing too, right? Because it's actually developed for for gamers, like a Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so- the games and stuff are like building in. Um, there's there's little nice things like with the App Store, you can go in and be like, 
Uh, they are basically going through and vetting like all their many thousands of games and saying this one's good. This one has small text, you know, warning. This one requires a mouse, whatever. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's just nice to just kind of have that whole ecosystem already like built it around. So you can go, uh, they have a category like on the page on the scene that can say great on deck and you can see it on computer too. So like anytime you're shopping for any games, they'll let you know like, hey, this one's going to not be so great. This one's not really set up or, or whatever. And it's just the integration is hard to beat. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like some of the things I, I heard about, like the Lenovo Legion, being it's a Windows 11 device, like you don't get that instant on thing. Like it's probably not bad, right? Like you probably got a 10 second boot up if it's in sleep mode or whatever. But there are some positives to it, right? Like if you are somebody that signs up for the Origin pay pay yearly thing, you have access to all those games, right? So you're not just stuck in the Steam yeah ecosystem you can actually jump between them right if you if you have an origin if you have an ea type thing if whatever it is you have that ability so there's the positives to that then there's the negatives of it is windows so it's got some you know it's not made for a little tiny screen like that right like i'm sure they're making some compromises with that but you know i mean I, i i guess they all have their pros and cons i did I did hear a review. I think it was mobile tech review on YouTube. She was talking about like, you know, some people were like, Hey, can you use this as like your to go tablet or whatever? And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But what she did say, and this is pretty interesting. If you wanted a gaming first device that you needed to sometimes get work done on, she said, it's super easy to just pull, plug up to a hub. Right. And you got a keyboard and a monitor hooked up to it. Now you can actually do some real stuff on it, right? Like whether you're yeah, taking nice. notes or something like that. So it, it's, it's interesting, right? Like it's, it's sort of, they're trying to walk that fine line. So it, it's pretty cool. And I guess here's my thought on, on this other one, this Logitech It's half the price of, it's almost half the price of the lowest steam powered one. So if, if you are heavily invested in the Microsoft world or, you have one of the cloud subscriptions where you can play games. That thing might be perfect, right? It, it, my guess is you'll probably get access to more, um, not childish games like Nintendo's typically brings out, right? Like the cartoony type games. You'll probably get access to more AAA type titles that you get on Xbox and those type of things playing through the cloud without having to spend a fortune on the hardware to be able to run it. So it seems like that's actually a pretty good deal. Although that thing does have a 60 Hertz screen. So I don't know the FPS is and that kind of thing will be at the top of your list of what you'd be playing, but I don't know. All three of them are pretty interesting devices. What's up to 60 frames per second on the Logitech. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. And that's why it has a 60 Hertz screen. So it's like, I mean, I, for 300 bucks, that seems pretty good. I mean, that's, it's got a better screen than what the switch does. And you'll probably have access to a better library of games. Probably is my guess. Well, I mean, I, I feel like the switch is, isn't really even compare though, because like you're automatically just locked in Nintendo, to Nintendo. Yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. So at any rate, that was my list and it was, you know, there was some developer stuff at the top and then the rest of it was about having fun and enjoying what you do. So love it. All right. Well, with that, we head into mental blocks. Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. All right. Are you? Well, let's see. Let's find yeah. out. I don't know. Uh, so what is this? 223. So, uh, Alan, according to Teco's trademark rules of engagement, you are first. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we have some new rules, though, that we were going to play by? It yeah, was like you had to, get the you amount had to of wager. Points. 
you, we're going to get the amount of points that we do. So if we go after a one pointer, we get one point. If we go after a two pointer, we get two. Oh, and we were going to play the final round, yeah. the final round, uh, in order to, you. okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody, that. somebody deleted my thing here. Hold on. I gotta like add this back up. Cause I can't be, I can't be bothered to do math while we're doing this. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> I was being sorry. So there's that. <clears throat> All right. So Alan, you're up first. Your choices are your categories are psychology, pop music, all things Irish, geography, where all responses will begin with a G, four letter adjectives, not expletives, and the Museum of Failure. Man, let's go pop music four points. Ooh, I like yeah. it. Coming out strong. Four, oh, geez. Yeah, man. The 2022 song, Bam Bam, features vocals by Ed Sheeran and this Cuban-American superstar. Oh, come on. I got nothing, man. <laughs> nothing. No, no. You just kill the music. I got nothing. Joe, you want to you take the steal? No. No? No, I just don't know. Who is it? Uh, oh, why is it had to be a proper <laughs> noun? Uh, Camila Cabello. Cabello. Nailed it. Cabello. I believe you. <laughs> uh, I think, I think I got it right. What'd you say? How'd you say it? If it's two L's, it's a Y. So Cabello. That's what I said. <laughs> rewind here go rewind the tape you you heard it camilla cabello yeah that's what i said yeah that's what you said. don't be good to me i heard it all right uh joe your choices are famous american quotes character slash actor best sellers what an animal or blank and blank or real estates Ah, uh, um, geez. Uh, let's go with what an animal for. F- wait, Alan didn't get it. Uh, three. <laughs> Word. What an animal right. you said? Yeah. The bottlenose species of this critter looks like it's smiling, but that's <laughs> just the way its mouth is shaped. Come on, man. Oh, uh, it's a bottlenose dolphin. Yes. I see him all the time. That's great. That That's is correct. Ridiculous. That is correct. So uh, let me just note this for That's the ridiculous. record. That is really a, a okay. okay. So, Alan, your choices are it grows on trees, U.S. government, a sign of shame, understudy, world history. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Joe. Oh, no. The Golden State Warriors. Uh, let's do the golden state warriors for three please okay so uh some super champ rain blah blah blah, with clues about her her team okay which one did you say uh golden state warriors yeah but which which level three three i'm sorry joe in 2022 (laughs) the warrior tie then that's what that's what he did that's what he did in 
In 2022, the Warriors captured their fourth NBA championship in eight years, besting this team that had Jason Tatum and the ghosts of past champions. Who are the Celtics? We would prefer Boston Celtics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Um, So I feel like to make this fair, though, Joe should get one more question and then we do the final Jeopardy. Otherwise, then, you know, whoever starts off. We're tied now. We are tied, but you should you should get a chance to at least, you know, throw some extra points on the board before we do final. That's why you got to bet big. That's why you got to bet big. Okay. Yeah. All right. So final mental blocks round. And the category is novels. Wait, wait, is this, this is his, or are we doing the, no, this is the wager. final one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do we wager? You got a, so you got a wager. So you're going to, I gave you the category. So you got to tell me your wager now. Okay. All of it. All of it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I should just do two. I don't know. Okay. No, too late. Yeah. Too late. Okay, so how do we buzz in? I forget how this works. No, you don't. We both get. To yeah. It doesn't it. matter oh. if you, yeah, you either, you either oh. get it right or you don't. Okay. I will put my answer down on cell 148. Okay. And you're going to put yours on 248. Are you agreeing <laughs> to that? Uh, He's up there at 130. Get Joe, on down there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Joe, I don't think you're playing right, man. <laughs> He's going to zoom out the like. He probably is. Look at the smile on his face. Right? Yeah. He's up to something. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Breeders, Wives, and Unwomen was the headline of the New York Times 1986 review of this novel. So 1986? Yeah, that's correct. 1986. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, Are you serious? Write it down in your cell. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dang it, man. I like I. I I'm totally blanking on it. I I got nothing. I'm not even going to write anything. I We're good. It. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> All um, right. Okay. Okay. I think I, I know it. Well, just it. say it. I'm done. I said I got Handmaid's nothing. Tale. Huh? The hands made tell is it? Oh, right. gone it. Jeez, I kept like picturing the outfits. I'm like, ah, man. So uh, six to zero. Yeah, I lost. Me. Joe wins. Go big well, or go home. That was interesting. Yeah, that was different. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I didn't know it was that old. That's crazy. I didn't know it either. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when I saw that. Um, all right. So for my turn. Uh, so. I broke these up. So you know how I like smart home kind of stuff. So I'm going to give you two in the same uh, vein uh, real quickly. Let me get into here and do a little copy paste. Bang, bang, bang. So um, if you suffer from paranoia like I suffer from paranoia, then uh, this is the product for you. So, so uh, these are the Moen flow smart detectors and there you can get a uh leak sensing cable that's basically like a cloth cable and if the cable gets wet then it'll 
it'll sense it. But um, the idea being that if you have, if you wanted to put these like around like, you know, sinks or toilets or like, you know, water heaters or whatever, like you can, you can scatter these things throughout the house and you know, it'll alert you if like there's, if the humidity changes or the temperature changes or if it senses water. Right. So like, uh, you know, one great place, for example, might be if, if your house is like mine and your, um, uh, the pressure reducing valve is tucked away inside of a wall, right? <laughs> How often do you go look in that thing? Probably not really? very, but if you ever had a leak, you'd like to catch it before it got bad, right? Um, so here I'm throwing up a link to the three pack. You can buy them as a one, one and done if you wanted to. If you're interested in these things, I would say just watch them because they go on crazy sales. Um, the current price isn't crazy sale. Um, so yeah, just know that. And a two year battery life on it. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. And, and, uh, they're like normal. They're, they're, they're like half the size of a double a kind of battery. So point being is like, it's not something that you're not going to find. You, you know, they're user replaceable batteries that you can find. Um, all right. Now, this thing is, I love this thing. So I'm throwing that out there. This is the uh, Schlage Encode Plus Wi-Fi deadbolt locks. So if you haven't already experienced one of these, and you're especially, I don't, I can't speak to the Android ecosystem, but in the Apple ecosystem, oh man especially if you are an Apple watch wearer, you don't have to unlock your, your, your phone or your watch. You can just like literally just tap your device up to it and it'll unlock it. And you can do like all kinds of cool programming things to say like, Hey, if I leave the house, then, you know, lock my door. Oh, I don't know if that was part was clear. This is a, a, a smart lock for your door. Right? So basically you don't have to worry about carrying a key with you because you're always going to have, your phone or your watch with you. Right. And you can set up like uh, guest codes for somebody to punch in or like one time use codes. And you can see like how often something was used or whatever. So like if you had maybe a cleaning service and, and you wanted to, you know, give them access or like, you know, a handyman needed to come by, you could give them a special code to get in. Um, and you could limit like how often it's used. It, it's super cool. Uh, big fan. Hey, and for what it's worth, it's actually rated pretty high on consumer reports. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know someone who has this actually. I love it. That is my, that is my uh, very short list this year of uh, like smart things for the home, though. All right. Tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, here's my 50 pounds of chocolate, though, because I got to end on it. I didn't realize right. that it was 50 pounds that you actually put a link. I thought that was a joke. And then I like looked and noticed that you actually did put a link up there for that. Pure milk chocolate. Yeah. So check this out. Uh, Joe's not going to care, but Alan, four terabyte NVMe to wait. Did I say that right? NVMe. Yep. Yeah. Four terabyte SSD. It's amazing. Oh my. Yeah, man. I mean, that's fantastic. 
And for the price, I, I mean, know. seriously. It's, this thing is on sale right now, 20% off for Black Friday, $250 for a four terabyte uh, NVMe M.2 SSD. You'll never need another one. <laughs> I say that, right? There's <laughs> yeah, my Bill Gates year. quote. Right. Um, 7,450 megabytes per second sequential read speeds. Like, uh-huh. it's insane. Well, the write speed is impressive. Also, it's 6,900 megabytes per second. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. Yeah. Remember, do you remember when playing video games and the cutscenes were like the annoying parts of the game? Oh, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's there. Every time you're done, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a an absolutely killer price. And this is... I mean, I don't know that you called out what this is. This is the Samsung 990 Pro. Oh, you're right. So this is the one that has like a higher um, write duration and the ability to just take more. Like, and I think they have a five year warranty on them, if I remember right. Yeah, like, they used that, to have that's an extended a warranty. I forget what the warranty is. Let's see if it shows it in here anywhere. Um, 50% yeah. improved performance per watt over the 980 Pro. Uh, it usually you know, says I don't years. See the warranty on here. Yeah, it does say five years. Oh, okay. Uh, or other people say five years, but yeah, I mean that's one of the things that you get when you buy the pros. You get that ability to write more, and they have a a much longer warranty on them. I mean, that's that's a killer device. If you're building a gaming rig and you're not putting one of these in, why? Right. I mean, if you're building any rig and you're not putting this in, why? I, I know. Like you don't, you only need the one drive. Like seriously, like I have, I have a two terabyte in now and uh, that I'm quite happy with. But if I were to rebuild this machine, I would absolutely go for that four terabyte. Dude, I might, I might buy one anyways. I don't I know. know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'll make, I'll find a use for it. Hey, I, I will tell you, hey, for people that, that have PlayStation 5s, those drives are replaceable. The NVMe drives are replaceable. This would be killer to put in there because it, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much you guys game on consoles anymore, but it is so irritating. I mean, they make you, you buy the CD and you basically install the entire CD on the drive. And then you also download another 100 gigabytes on top of that. So it's like, I mean, Every game you put on there is taking up 50, 60 gigs. So you can't, you can't have too much of this stuff. Now I will say though, you probably want to make sure that, uh, any machine you're going to put this in can support PCI four, PCIe four to get the full the potential fastest. of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, so I don't know well, like cares? in your case, well, I bring it up because I don't know in the case of your, uh, PlayStation, is that PCIe four? It is. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. they they were like one of the first devices that came out with stupid high write speeds and read speeds. I gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, then, just talking about stupid. Um, <laughs> check this little guy out. So, if you want to free up some space, uh, in your in your tower, your CPU uh, tower, um, you know you're. Yeah, the box. Like you want to clean it up, right? You want you want to clear up some space. This itty bitty little uh, power supply. It is the picture. The picture doesn't do it justice. 
This is the Corsair SF series. And it is compared to like a the the typical size power supply, like maybe half the size of it. Oh, but that's awesome. This thing is an 80 plus platinum certified 750 watt modular power supply. And it just it's it's great. But here's the downside. So my son uh, went this route for his computer. And what I didn't think about at the time that we got it is it's great because it is so much smaller and, and frees up space. But they also go with the assumption that all the cables are going to be short, too. Mm, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, it makes sense because if you're going to buy a small power supply, like, you know. You're probably going to put it in a smaller machine. Yeah. But I mean, you can buy more. You can. So that's where this comes in. Well, one thing to mention too, the, the platinum is actually a big deal because that means it's 89% efficient at full load. Right. So the, a lot of people don't think about this. It cuts down on heat, which is a huge thing. But then the other thing is it also lowers your power bill a little bit too. So, you know, Oh, this thing is like super ridiculously quiet too. Like, um, you remember the old school way of like, if you wanted to test your fan, your, your CPU, there was like, you could jump two pins and you could see the fan spin. You're like, okay, the, the, the power supply is working. I think I said, uh, test your CPU. I meant to say power supply PSU. Yeah. Um, but you could like, you know, jump two pins and then boom, you could do that. Right. And, and like some of them, I think like EVGA, they even came out with like, a, you know, they would include like the, the test tool or whatever. You can't do that on this. The the power supplies now are so efficient that they will only spin the fan when they need to. So there's right. You know, you 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 don't have that ability to test them like you used to. Um but so I'm including the Corsair premium individually sleeved cables that you could use if you needed the longer cables for like a, you know, a bigger build, you know, bigger system, like especially if you got a system big enough to house uh, water cooling and whatnot. But um, yeah, these things look super slick in, in the case though. Uh, now, obviously like if you wanted to fully bling it out, then there's like, you can get the, the ones that actually have like the led lights on the cables. Have you seen those? No, don't, don't, don't laugh at me. Those things are amazing. Not laughing. Uh, we know where your heart is with the, the bling. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, it's so great. I didn't know. I didn't know this you didn't. existed. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're they're like super. Uh, I wasn't planning on Holy this, smokes. but yeah. um, I haven't seen these. Let me see here. I'm going to throw this link out real quick. And Liam Lee seems to be one of the big yeah. ones that makes them. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So, I mean, you could get those for like some of your like main uh, cables because like they, they're your, I don't know that you're going to, I've never seen like a full set. So you, and you probably wouldn't need it anyways. You probably only want like the one, certain ones, like maybe the one It'd going to too the GPU much. or the main one going to the motherboard, things like that. But yeah, um, they look super cool though. Uh, okay. So while we're on the category of bling, let's talk about this. Oh, wait. No, let me just grab that. So, 
you know, the, the beautiful thing about where we, the time that we live in now is like, we just got talking about like bling for your cables, like light up cables. Like <laughs> yeah, who would ever thought like, you know, that that's where we were at. Right. We are, we are literally at the point where now you can bling, you can get things that are, that are, you know, in the world of bling for your computer that you would have never even thought of. You're like, that, that doesn't, why? But okay, well now I can't have it because I can't live without it now that I've seen it. <laughs> so, so this is in that, that vein. Have you seen the GPU graphics card braces that also light up? It's ridiculous, man. Oh, wow. It's awesome. Man, is, is anybody else's Amazon pictures not loading fast? Like if I try a mouse over them, I get nothing. Oh, that's, that's because of me. I'm sorry. I'm like blasting the internet. Probably. Right yeah. With all these great cells. And oh, that's really pretty though, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm going to give you, I, now I have now in full disclosure, I don't have these, these, uh, braces. So I, I can't speak to like which one's better or not, but so I, I, the first one I included was one for called up here. And it's basically a bar that's going to take three, um, spaces on on your expansion um cards because it's going to use three of those screws that you would use to hold an expansion card it's going to use three of those to hold this thing in and it's basically an arm that's going to extend out underneath your gpu and then hold it up but the bottom of it lights up and it's it's uh you know it's got like four over 1400 reviews and it just, depending on what your build is, it might fit in really nice with it. You can get different colors of it. You know, so if you're, if you're doing like, you know, my Stormtrooper build, they have a white version. Uh, there's a, a, a black version and then, uh, what were the other versions? Oh, white and black. And what was this one? What was the difference with that one then? I don't know. Um, but then there's the cooler master version. So, um, instead of using the expansion slots to hold onto it, the cooler master version holds it from, it's basically like setting a, a footprint on the bottom of your, your case and then rising up to hold the GPU, which is what I have in similar to what I have in mine. Only mine, uh, what is that one? It's, uh, uh, the gigabit. It came with a support that, goes from the bottom of your your tower to hold up you know to and then lifts up yeah so this one looks like it almost looks like it's a piece of glass that 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 just has this like random arm on it but then the glass uh, you know light is coming from the bottom and then wherever there's etchings on the glass it's glowing yeah yeah so you you kind of have this like floating light uh showing up in it and it's just super cool And, and because it's clear too you know, it's not going to um, block the views of anything else you might have done in your build, right? Obviously, if you don't care about your build, you know, then, you know, and, and you don't have like a, a, a glass case to even see into it, then you're not going to care about any of yeah, this. You don't want this. You're right, right. Um, but, you know, if you are like me and you're like, well, yeah, I've got neon on my car. Um, <laughs> now, now it's actually like just LEDs, you know, uh, all over the place. But, um, and then the, the last one that I, that I included was another version similar to the up here. And 
this one though, like, I don't know. There's like knockoffs of, of so many things. So it's very similar to the up here version, except I wasn't sure what the name of the brand name is supposed to be, but maybe you don't care. But uh, this is another one where it's going to take three of the expansion slots uh, to hold it up. And it's just going to be a bar that goes out underneath it. Your, um, the only reason why I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of don't like th- the idea of those two though, is that like, well, you're kind of like, funneling the air you know for for the 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 gpu because the gpu fans are going to be on the bottom right so you're kind of like funneling that air does that make sense you know i'm trying to say maybe because they don't go all the way up to your gpu so there is technically like a, a a sliver of space you know that you know air could still be coming in but you're kind of like it making this like uh, I don't know. You're restricting the air. Yeah, you're kind, kind of, of fun. Oh. Yeah, it's getting in the way a little bit. Yeah, and 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 that Cooler Master one though was unfortunately it was the more expensive one at thirty dollars. The other ones were like you know sixteen, eighteen dollars. But um, you know Cooler Master is a brand you've heard of. The other two like mm, I don't know. Um, and it was clear. So you know you're you're not uh you know, restricting the eyesight of your, of your pretty build that you've done, you know, unless of course you didn't care and you covered it up because you're a monster. Um, <laughs> did I say that? Uh, okay. Hey. So, so then, um, you know, like, like Joe, I thought, you know what? Uh, health has been important, you know, that, that's the thing. So, uh, I wanted as a reminder, you know, do what Alan did. And as a reminder, I, I mentioned that, uh, hand massager, that um from like a episode or two ago i love that thing so i just wanted to like throw that out as a reminder but uh here's another idea let's say you that's the mega man sleeve by the way in case you forgot oh right yeah, yeah. yes mega yes. man sleeve the life pro hand massager it's you know 80 dollars on amazon but if you there's usually almost always a, a coupon that you can click on it and you'll see that uh you know, oh, well, now it's like $64. 64 right now. Yeah. And there's also a 10% off uh, coupon that you can get on top of that. So, yeah, it was it was $80 when I um, was putting this together. So, um, if you've ever thought about like, you know, I would, I would love the idea of working from a treadmill sounds like something that I might be interested in, but I'm not sure that I can commit to that, you know, or that I want to commit to that. I know like one year, Alan, you shared some, um, under desk treadmills as, as your shopping spree. I don't know if you ever got one of those, but if you ever wanted to like, um, you know, dabble in that game, right. And, and try it out. So I am in that category. And I bought one of these earlier this year. This is the the Vivo Universal Treadmill Desk Riser. If you already have a treadmill, you can attach this to your treadmill. And uh, so basically, like, you know how treadmills have, like, some arms for you to, like, hold on to and get started? Sometimes they'll have, like, uh, heart rate sensors or something like that on it. So for $90, you can... Uh, put this on top of those arms and 
you can raise it to whatever height you want it at and and have a little desk at your treadmill that you already own and you know at least see if a, an under desk treadmill is something that you would want to consider right so um you do have to be aware of the width of your your treadmill like how uh, the the bars so um you will need to like you know do math and check that <laughs> um so yeah i don't know if there's like a standard width for for those or not but yeah i actually i i i got this earlier this year and i was like super skeptical i was like i don't know and it turns out like i've loved it <laughs> it's been awesome so uh then in that same kind of vein so last year i threw out um the stealth what was it called the stealth uh oh the stealth game thing you guys remember what i'm talking about no oh come on yeah you do you don't remember it was called Bang, bang, bang. Look at my shopping spree from last year. And it was called the Stealth Abs Plank Core Trainer. Right. And it's a super fun uh, way to do planking. And, but it's, it's, so, so I'm not, I'm not going to repeat that one as like, you know, a tip from this or a shopping spree thing for this year. But I will say though that like I got one, it's super fun to play. Um, it it makes planking worse because it actually makes it harder. <laughs> but it, it disguises it as a game to try to make it better. But I swear that like, you know, just normal planking, you'd be like, yeah, okay, this isn't so bad. But now you're like trying to rotate and twist and everything as you're you know, like trying to, you know, uh, fly a kite or something through rings and whatnot. Or, uh, you know, there's like some, they're kind of like uh, they remind me of like so there's some Mario Kart like game kind of things where it's like you're trying to like roll through uh, you know a specific track and you're trying to catch different coins or whatever and and whatever. That's anyway, cool. In that in that vein of things, I throw this out there because if you don't already have a yoga mat, then you know why not get a yoga mat and do some yoga, right? Who hear yogas? All of us? Every day. Right? Mm. Thought about it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Any rate. Is that a good one, though? You like it? Yeah. Yeah. No, th- this one, um, this one is called Balance From. It's, it's a half inch thick, uh, fo- you know, high density, extra thick foam yoga mat. And you can roll it. This is a thicker one because you can't get the, the thinner ones, but, um, it, it, you can roll it up and it has like a um, built in kind of carry handle with it when you roll it up and everything. So yeah, it's nice. Cool. Um, keep it out of the way. Now this one, you're going to be like, wait, this is in your health category. Okay. If you are not already in the front wallet game, let me talk to you because <laughs> if you were still putting a wallet in your back pocket, like George Costanza and you're like sitting lopsided leaning to one side because you got too much stuff in that wallet and it's caught like 
that thing is horrible for your your spine, your back, your, like you know, your posture. It's creating so many problems for you. You need to get in the front wallet game. And this is by far my favorite one that I've tried. I've had a dozen at least. This is by far my favorite. This is called the Tightwad Money Clip by M Clip. And it is fantastic. It's a, it's a money clip, but it has a hole in it so that you can push through it to like eject the top card or to like just kind of open it up to expand it, to put stuff in or out. And it's only like $30. It's, That's it's, pretty good. It's the thinnest I have gotten yet in my, in the front wallet game. Now, uh, why have you had a dozen of these? <laughs> not of this specific not this one. one. I mean, right, I, mean right. I mean like different, I've tried right. different front wallet solutions over the years. And, right? and you've gone through 12, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like in the beginning, like I would, uh, the like the the beginning ones that I had were all like uh Star, like l- little leather pouchy kind of things you know that like yeah. some of some of them wouldn't even fold open you know or whatever and and really it just got to be in the point where over time I would just iterate on like why do I carry this around and 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 so I would just start whittling away at like what I'm carrying. And where even with um, MClip, the original MClip version I had, they have another more traditional money clip, except its difference is that the, uh, well, I guess it's not more traditional, but they, they, they have this money clip where the sliders pull out to the, to open it. And it's super awesome, but it's, it's way more expensive. But the problem I had with that one is that you, if you start carrying too few cards in it, then that more traditional one, you end up having this like picture, like a C clamping onto like just a small cards. And so it can like pivot around and it just super annoyed me. The tight wad, because it's, it's more squared off the number of cards that it's holding onto. It, it kind of makes a better contact on every on all of them. And so it doesn't like slip around and everything. And it's got like a, a, a better grip on it. It feels like, but you know, you definitely need to iterate to where you're not carrying around a bunch of stuff. Cause I think we're talking about like, uh, it says like, Oh, you can carry up to 10 bills and five credit cards, you know? And that's if you, that's if you carry cash on you, which why are you still carrying cash? I so, cash. Oh my God. <laughs> Alan, <laughs> Dude, it disappears every day though. Like every time I go look in my wallet, I'm like, "Where? What happened to it?" <laughs> All right, well, here we're back on Boomer Hour. Well, so, well, when you have kids in school, believe me, it disappears quick. And Jay Z, it looked like he was about to say he carries cash too. No, no. I, well, I mean, I do, but only because I got it out like five years ago. And I haven't <laughs> spent it yet. Because where are you going to? What are you going to do with it? Yeah, arcades don't exist anymore. Where are we going to spend it? I mean, yeah. there are legit stores that are card only. Now oh, that tons of them though. Yeah. You, you can't even use cash in, in the stores. So like, I mean, it cuts down on theft, like employee theft and stuff. Like there's a reason why a lot of stores are going to it. Yeah. I don't know why you're bothering with that. Um, yeah. at least I go now, you know, now we're having boomer hours that they don't even take your card anymore. 
it's too complicated you go to the doctor's office and you're like oh no no i start we'll pulling my car bill. they're like no 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 do you have <laughs> a do you have a like a favorite source of brand that you want to talk about too <laughs> while we're at it <laughs> <That's> right <laughs> uh, i like fiber million it's a, oh, it's a great source of fiber that's so good <laughs> Oh, man. I'm such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about my prunes. Oh my God, okay. Okay. Now, uh, this one, this one is definitely for you, Joe. You're going to, you're going to appreciate this one. So, um, I wasn't sure like to even include this next set of categories in it, but I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, I, we'll see unless you guys like rebel, but you know, if, you are like Joe and I, and you know, you like to dabble in playing guitar. Then this is a guitar cable, you know, your, your typical, uh, TRS cable on one end and a USB C on the other end. Right. So that you can connect your guitar directly into your computer or your iPad, or your iPhone, or, you know, whatever mobile device you have that has USB-C, right? And I looked, I, I did some checking on it. You had to be careful about, like, which cable you would provide. This one is called the Devin, Dev, uh, why? Devinol <laughs> USB-C record cable, and that's the key is that there are a bunch of cables out there that you'll find that are TRS to uh, USB-C that you can't actually do any kind of recording with, right? Which I'm like, well, why do you, why would you do that? Why, why even have the cable? This is $14 for the six foot. They make a, a three foot, you know, it'd be like $9 or something like that. I forget exactly. But I point that, I, I throw that out there because this goes along that goes along with this. This is by far. Oops. I really blew out that uh, cell, but um, there's this company called Peterson, Peterson tour uh, tuners that make probably the best tuner for any instrument that you've ever seen. And this has been their entire business for decades. Right, I stumbled across this because I was wa- I was uh, stumbled across them because I was watching um, a video from one of Eddie Van Halen's guitar techs, and he was talking about how he would set up Eddie Van Halen's guitars for him, and he was using this software version that I didn't realize at the time, but it's called Strobosoft, made by Peterson, and he was using it on an iPad. And the thing that noted that caught my eye is like, I had noticed that in other, um, I watched way too many like music videos on, on YouTube or like, you know, live concerts or behind the scenes footage of concerts or like, you know, their, their rigs, like, you know, uh, you know, slashes rig or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and when I noticed those, I was like, Hey, I've seen that software, on that iPad used at on other iPads and other videos before. Like I recognized it and the, the, the idea you can, you can get this software for your, for your 
phone and uh, for your iPhone and iPad, it's ten dollars on the App Store, and you buy it once, works on both. You can use it with this cable, and the the idea that Peterson had, they've been like I said, they started with tuning um, uh, pipe organs, so they've been doing this for decades, and um, they have like. You know, the, the bench style that like a, a, a luthier might use to when they're working on guitars or whatever. Um, but their ideas behind how their tuners work is that like a lot of the guitar tuners that you'll see today, it might have like or especially the ones that are built into like amplifiers. It'll have like here's five LEDs. And, you know, if you get into the middle LED, you're in tune. But if you're on one of the other sides, then you're either sharp or flat. Right. And. They're like, yeah, in in our tuner that we just sold you with these five LEDs is super accurate, accurate, and we measure it to this synth, synth, right? Because because the, they measure tuners accuracies in cents, which is you know going to be one thousandth of a of a point. You're going to need a thousand LEDs to truly show every possible place on that spectrum that you could be. So if you only have five and you're in the middle one. Well, that's a lot of swing on either side that you could technically be not actually in tune, right? And so the way Peterson said it is like, well, the human eye is really good at perceiving motion. So instead of just showing you a limited number of uh, lights, we're just going to show you motion. And then when you see that the motion stops, then you're in tune. But if you see it scrolling to the right, then you'll know, you know, that you're, uh, which one is right? That you're, that you're sharp. If you see it rolling to the left, then you know that you're flat. But that's all you need to care about. And depending on what, the, what, how big the screen is, you might see multiple bands uh, of these like streaming, these uh, rolling blocks, you know? Um, any rate, if you're into music at all and, and, or like, you know, any kind of string instrument, you can use this software for that string instrument. And specifically, you know, I'm, I'm throwing in this cable that you would be interested in and it'd be a a great way to like get into using the Peterson tuners. They have like hardware versions that you can get for like a pedal board or whatever, if you wanted to, or a clip on tuner, if you wanted, um, so $10 for the mobile version of it. The desktop version, depending on which one you want, can be anywhere from $50 to $100 because they have uh, you know two different versions. But <clears throat> um, super cool piece of software. Uh, I'm in love with that company. Their, their stuff is so awesome. And the, their tuners, if you do get the any of the hardware-based tuners, they have these things called sweeteners. So depending on like... Um, what kind of tuning you're going to do. Like it's going to be a 12 string or it's an acoustic versus an electric. You can actually like tell, tell the, the tuner, the piece of hardware, like, Hey, this is the thing I'm going to tune. And it will try to take into account the differences of that type of device or, or, Oh, there's more strings or, Oh, you're going to go, uh, you're going to play with a, a capo or you're going to drop, or, you know, to like drop D or something like that. It'll try to take, it can try to take all that in consideration. So there's like a, you know, 200 different sweeteners they, they call them something like that where's the usb come in plug it in to into plug into iPad. your your device your oh, ipad okay i see i see yeah okay the ipad yeah well okay. or your phone 
So like you're on the go, right? Then you could just plug it straight in and it's a super accurate tuner that you can use. So if you buy the app once, you can get it on your phone you get it on your iPad, you install anywhere. Yep. Pretty great. Okay. Yep. Um, and I believe the software version is Mac specific too, if I recall. Um, so just know that. Um, I'll go through some other like guitar related ones quick, just to like throw that out there. But, um, these have been some of my favorite guitar finds. I'll just throw all that out there. So one of them that threw out there was the, uh, the, I think it was this earlier this year, Dunlop introduced the, um, special edition of the Crybaby junior, which was a, um, a version that was specifically made to better fit pedal boards because the traditional Crybaby was too big for pedal boards. So they introduced the Crybaby junior and, um, the special edition white one looked super cool because then it has like the red uh, logos and foot pad on it. But the super thing that I like better, I, even though I like the sound of my Kirk Hammett uh, wah better, the one thing that it doesn't have that this one does have is a stupid LED to tell you when you've turned it on or not. <laughs> and I don't know why the, the Kirk Hammett one doesn't do or any of the other signature series for that matter. Like, I don't know why they don't what all of them should include a stupid light to tell you like you've engaged it or not. And instead you're like, well, did I press it? And you start playing, you know, whatever you want with the wall and you're like, Oh, it's not doing it. Yeah. So it's on carpet. It's it can be really hard to like, get it, get it pushed down. Yeah. I, the problem is, and the reason why I ended up getting this, I think I've like worn mine to the point where like my Kirk, my Kirk Hammett one, it's like, super sticky like you like to try to uh engage it like you if if you don't have it up loud if you don't have your sound up loud enough you'll hear it creaking because it's like the pedal doesn't like really have smooth a smooth movement anymore and apparently like that's just a thing that happens on you know cry babies so cry about it um also if you have uh, a Floyd Rose or similar type uh, bridge. Then I threw in the Hex Hider uh, Allen wrench, which is a must-have to be able to like, you know, loosen the nut, retune when you need to, and then tighten it back up. Um, I'm not sure you'd want to use it for anything else, but it just it, it'll attach to the tuners behind the headstock, and then it's always there, and you you never are without it. Um. I was doing some build, you know, wanted to build a, a new pedal board and a couple of years back now, temple audio came out with their, uh, series of pedal boards. They come in different sizes. I included the duo 24. Um, and in my favorite color gunmetal. but the thing that I liked best about the temple audio pattern was it's super modular. So like the sides of it, they make all sorts of different, um, adapters that you can like, um, if you wanted to have XLR, XLR connections on it, you can, if you wanted to have, you know, your normal quarter inch, uh, TRS jacks on the side of it, then you can, you can have an input for that. You can have a power adapter into it, whatever. It's super well thought out, like in terms of the modularity of it from the, the different things they offer for the sides. But then from the top of it, it's, it's just got a bunch of holes to like route your cables in and 
to mount your pedals, they have these like quick releases so that you can attach a quick release to the bottom of your pedal. And then you can screw that on rather than like the alternative where people use uh, like, I uh, forget what the Velcro is called, but it's like a very high strength kind of plasticky Velcro that like super grips. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? I don't know. What yeah, I don't called. know what it's called, though. I didn't know that it's a name. But the cat hair still gets in there. So, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about that with this. It's it's much cleaner and it's not it's not going to like wear out over time. And then um, if you haven't gotten the Shaler strap locks, I threw that out there, too, because like I was super hesitant about this. And looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know why I was, because now I can't I can't imagine life without them <laughs> because they're so much better. The only downside, though, is that you have to. um, You have to be careful about installing them and you're going to want to like make sure that the hole is, you know, ready for it beforehand. Like, I don't know about you, Joe, but like I, I will take a, a drill bit and I will not put it in a, in a, in a drill or any kind of like mechanic, you know, machinery. I'll just hand roll it into the hole just to kind of like enlarge the hole before putting this in. Because the point is, is that the strap lock uh, button from from that the shaler is going to use is the screw is actually bigger. Um, so you, you want to make sure that you do, you do that, make that hole bigger uh, so that you don't like crack the wood or anything like that. But other than that, yeah, mine's always been comparable to the screws that were in there. It's interesting. Hmm. Really? Yeah. That has not been my case. I've never had to do any drilling. Um, uh, well, one time I had but, one that was too loose and I had to put toothpicks in it. Yeah, that see that freaks me out. Yeah, you you had to do that for one of the shalers. Yeah, it was the instrument I had it was I don't know if it was just a loose knob or what. It was only one of them, so I assume you know maybe a factory defect or something, or maybe I just rocked too hard or something. I don't know. That's probably it. You rocked too hard. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, quickly finishing up here, so um. If you are into cycling and mountain biking specifically, well, technically road bikes could do this too, but this is more common, I guess, in mountain biking, but to go tubeless on your, um, your bike, are you, are you tubeless currently, Joe? Nope. You went back to tubes. I never went tubeless. Oh, really? Yep. Too lazy. Oh, well, if you do decide to go tubeless, so Stands is pretty much like the, you know, the more common, you know, industry, you know, well-known kind of brand out there. But uh, a few years back, I switched to this company called Muckoff. And the cool thing about their tire sealant is that uh, it will show up. If you ever have a leak, it will show up under a black light. So you can. Oh, that's cool. So here's a little black light. Like, oh, yeah, that, that muck off, I, I included, like, the little uh, one-and-done kind of thing that you could, like, put in your pack that's, like, $10. You know, you can buy the bigger jug if you're doing a brand-new wheel build. But, um, you know, here's a here's a black light for $13. And you, you might think that, like, hey, that's crazy. But um, earlier this year, so one of the things that I, I got into was wheel building. So building my own wheels for my bike. 
and um after doing a new we a new build i had put enough fluid you know enough of the uh tubeless sealant in there and went for a ride and then came and then like uh I don't know. A few days later, the tire was like super soft. Like it had lost much air. And I'm like, what, what? And sure enough, I pulled it up on a black light and could see that like, it wasn't getting the right, you know, I could, I could tell exactly where the problem was. And in my case, it, it, I didn't have as good a bead on the wheel on the rim as I thought that I had. And so you could see some coming out. Uh, are in certain areas and all I needed to do is just like really pump it up more to like kind of put expand it out and got it in there. But yeah. Um, so I, I've been a big fan of that stuff. Um, your mind may vary, but also too. speaking of, uh, my last two here. So, you know, the quick releases on your, um, on your wheels, Joe. Yeah. You still have those? Yep. Oh, you're so nineties. I, <laughs> what else is there? I have gotten out of this. So, um, there's a bunch of different ones that you can get, right? Like this is by no means. Uh, so I, I included the one from Wolf, uh, for, I included the one for like the, New rock shock suspension for the front, but they make them for the front and the rear. You, you got to pay attention to, uh, you know, what your, what fork you have on the front and your, your hub width on the, for the rear. You, it doesn't have to be wolf. You know, other companies make them SRAM makes them for example. Um, but I wanted, the reason why I wanted to do this was because I wanted to, um, I noticed that there were a couple times where like I would accidentally bump the quick release and I might like loosen it or not, or okay. I could like over tighten it without meaning to. And instead by switching to the axle where you don't have that, you can just specifically torque it down to a specific, uh, you know, Newton meters amount and be done with it. And you know that you're not like squeezing anything in the hub, you know, like the bearings or whatnot. Um, and you know, you know, you have, it's not too loose. It's not too tight. It's, you know, it's the Goldilocks, right? And if you want, they I include a link too. they have a multi-tool handle that you could use where you're like, well, yeah, that sounds great outlaw. But what happens if you get out on the trail and you get a flat and now you got to do a repair, right? You, they, there's a tool that you can use to do those kind of repairs, um, you know, instead of having that quick release. And again, I would just didn't want to have the quick release to like accidentally bump it or, um, you know, over, over tighten it or something. So that's why I prefer to just have it torqued down to a specific amount. Right. And that's my dumb list. I mean, my shopping list. That's a good list. That's a good list. All right. Well, we've gone a, a little bit, so uh, I'm just going to hurry up and uh, tell you that we're going to have links in the show notes, but also uh, hop on down to the tip of the week. Uh, so, Alan, uh, you were talking about uh, some pretty cool audio stuff earlier. Have you ever looked into synthesizers? Long time ago. 
Yeah, well, they're super cool now. Deal with the synthesizer is, uh, you know, talking about audio specifically, is that uh, you make sounds with it, right? So you can make a sine wave, square wave, triangle wave, blend two together. You can change the shape to kind of alternate between them, bring out the different harmonics and kind of do all sorts of fun stuff and uh, really learn a lot about um, sound in general and how it works uh, as both like sound waves like in the atmosphere, <laughs> in the oxygen, and also just, uh, you know, how it works for computers and stuff. And um, they're, they're really cool how they work. And it's a whole big subject and just the, the different kinds of synthesizers are. There's frequency modulation where you use like one wave to change another. There's some um, wave tables that's kind of got into where you basically can kind of uh, have different like lookup tables or different functions you can use to kind of figure out how to modify uh, waves and kind of blend those, blend those things together. You have modular synthesizers so you can kind of take an oscillator, which kind of uh, moves between values and like run into another oscillator and then have the frequency modulated and then plug it into some sort of effect and then loop it all back again. And so it kind of makes a crazy uh, sound. And, um, you know, like I'm sure you've seen those pictures of uh, like old like synthesizers in the sixties and seventies with like big, they look like switchboards for people to like kind of plug one thing into another. That's literally, that's a modular synthesizer. You're, you're literally changing the routing and that's the kind of stuff that you can do with the synthesizers uh, virtually. And they're super cool, and uh, they're not user friendly at all. <laughs> I mean, it's as hard as like I mean, think about the old school ones. You know, they just had a bunch of dials. You know, and like they didn't have a lot of areas to even like write what the name of the thing was. You know, so like there's a lot of abbreviations and stuff. And there's like LFOs and LF1, PM1s, like all pulse modulation, all sorts of stuff. Um, PWMs, like just all these acronyms, and you just have to know. And even if, once you know what they are, like. Knowing what they do to the sound is a whole other story. And then it changes, of course, based on, you know, how you got set up and stuff. Uh, so it's just really dense. However, it's gotten a lot easier in the last like two or three years because in part, uh, this company vital, uh, or synthesizers name vital anyway, I'm, I think it's the company too, but they put out a 100% ish small, ast tiny asterisk on it. We'll get there. Uh, uh Nearly one ninety nine percent free, uh, fully functional uh, wavetable synth. It's semi modular, so it's got some routing options and stuff you can do. Uh, it's got this really cool uh, text to wavetable feature, and that's the part that's not one hundred percent free. It's, it's like a cloud service, so I, well, you can type the sentence and it'll generate the waves like based on like a, how a human would say it, and you can use that to influence uh, your sound. So it can kind of make it sound like your synthesizer is like saying a word or a phrase or whatever, which is just kind of cool. Um, but that's the, that's the part where uh, you don't get that hundred percent for free. Cause it's actually making, you know, web service calls, whatever. Uh, but other than that, everything is free. Uh, and it's just really cool. It's a really cool way to uh, to learn about uh, synthesizers. There's a lot of really great YouTube content. It's kind of taken the whole like synthesizer community by storm because it is so free and uh comparatively uh easier to get into compared to older uh synthesizers in particular it's got to focus on ui so it'll actually show like how values are changing <laughs> you know like if you hook up like an oscillator or an lfo a low frequency oscillator to kind of move you know values uh a lot of times like in older synthesizers you couldn't really tell what was moving there's no there weren't really good graphs and even if there were like having it mean something to a human you know other than just a bunch of numbers changing or line squiggling uh was really tough but vital's taking really uh really big um swing at making it more user-friendly to get into which is really nice and so yeah there's this the synthesizer and the pro version the one that gives you everything is 80 bucks right 
Uh, and what does it give you? Uh, it gives you that uh, text-to-wave table stuff that I mentioned, uh, unlimited access to that. Uh, also, it gives you a ton of presets. Dude, and it's I, just 80 bucks. It's not even 80 bucks a month. It's just yeah, 80 bucks. No, just 80 bucks. Yeah, and here's what... So there's a couple of really cool things about it. So presets are actually super huge in the synthesizer community. It's because synthesizers, in a, in a way, that like they're kind of already solved, you know? It's like... If you look at like the compatibilities between like all the major Flagic products from all the different synthesizer manufacturers, uh, on paper they're all pretty similar. How they differentiate each other are the user interface and also the presets. So for a long time now, it's already been the case where you get the synthesizer for kind of cheaper, and the presets cost money because these things are still really hard to set up. It's really a lot of stuff to learn and get into, and to actually make something that's like fun to listen to is a whole another story. So these companies have been differentiating their products based on presets. So the deal is this synthesizer is, you know, basically free. But if you want synthesizers, you can either buy these packs or you pay the $80. But what's cool about it is they have a rent-to-own program where you can pay 5 bucks a month subscription. And it, that money gets credited to your account. So, and it's 100% of money. So month one, you got 5 bucks. Month two, 10 blah, blah, blah. You pay for for whatever 80 divided by 5 is, and there you go. You can buy the full product with that credited amount. So it's literally like a zero-interest rent-to-own program. And I've started seeing this pop up in a few other places. There's a, a few other synthesizers that do this. And I think that's a really cool way of like kind of lowering the barrier to entry. Saying, look, you don't want to pop down. Uh, you know, this one's $80, but there are other ones that are hundreds of dollars. It's like, you know, you don't want to pop down uh, hundreds of dollars. Let's get, just give me 5 or 10 per month. And then when you got enough money there, you're done. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's, anyway, it's called Vital Strat. That's very excellent. It's funny. Ooh. I actually have a synthesizer, and and I've nice. looked at the envelopes and stuff on it before, and I was yeah. just like, I got no. There's no way. It's so obtuse. I mean, it's like the learning curve is a brick wall, like a thousand feet high. It's just yeah. you have you can't learn any of it unless you learn a lot of it. Uh, which is unfortunate, but uh, they made it easier. I wanted to mention too that um, so this is a VST. I forget what it stands for, but basically means it's a plug-in that'll work in any digital digital audio workstation. So like GarageBand, for example, Reaper is a cheaper uh, alternative. They're open source versions. It'll work great in all of those. Uh, this also has a standalone version, which is not as common. Which means you can download this on Windows or Mac, and I don't know about Linux. It says uh, start it poking. There you it go. does. Yeah. Word. Eighteen. And you can just start poking above. Sorry. You can get like a $30, $20 or something like that uh, MIDI controller keyboard, just like a little USB keyboard that's got no sounds on it. Uh, hook it up to your computer and just start playing right now. Or you can play with your actual like computer keyboard. It's a little awkward, but a uh, great way to get started. And I mean, it is super cool. There's a lot of stuff you can do with like sequences and stuff. So it's like you kind of hold down one button and it, you've kind of like done this uh, stuff. You've, you've set up all the automation and stuff. And like I say automation, I mean, this is like... It feels like programming. You're going to do a lot of routing. You're going to do a lot of like uh, even abstractions and stuff, setting up like effects chains and different chains and kind of paths and stuff. And it definitely feels like a kind of working on a distributed application, you know? So when's the next album drop? Because you're not doing this just to do it. No. You're putting this on tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll spend like a thousand hours and drop like two bad tracks out of it. <laughs> you know, at the end of it. But it's coming. It's in the works. That's amazing. Yeah, super cool. All right, my mine is not nearly as so cool. daft, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even more than usual. So this, the, actually, one of the guys we work with, 
had said something like just out loud. He was thinking one day and he was like, Oh yeah, I need to send myself a reminder. And and he started to do something in Slack. I was like, what? And, and so he, he like, I was like, dude, what are you talking about? So this isn't exactly how he did it, but Slack actually has like uh if you do Giphy, right? It's like slash Giphy and then you do whatever. They have a command for setting yourself a reminder as well. You could do slash remind for the shortcuts, and then you can tell who you want to remind, whether it's yourself or the channel. Then you say what it is and then when with like a date format and, and a time. So if you didn't know that, this is kind of cool. I didn't know it existed. I always It's did, amazing. I always... I, <laughs> Okay, I shouldn't be surprised that there's a slash command for this, but right. I always just right clicked on it and would do the remind that way. Yeah, I I'd never even thought about it, right? Like anytime there was something that's like, oh man, I need to remember that, I'll like flag it or you know, tag it or whatever it is. And then I have to remember to go back and look at it. Whereas this is it will actually notify you when when you need to go back and look at something. That's just fantastic. But if I remember right, though, what he was talking about was sending himself messages. He would send himself a message, and then I think he would he would like flag that message or something. Yeah. So, well, he was. uh, We might be talking about two different conversations then, because the conversation I was thinking of, the person said that he sent himself. He would send himself messages as like where he kept notes to him for like things. It wasn't that was another reminders. Thing. It was like, Oh, yeah. here's this cool command or whatever. And yeah. That was another thing I didn't know about. Like you could search for yourself, right? Like go to click and add a new message and then type yourself. in. And you could, you can send yourself a message just like you could send yourself an email or something. And I'd never even thought about that either. It's, it's also another super useful thing. So, yeah. Well, um, in the, Vein of like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess I forgot about that or didn't know. Um, so <clears throat> sometimes when you want to like log a message out to like, uh, you know, whatever your favorite logging platform is and you'll want to do like a log.debug and then you'll have this like interpolated string, blah, 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 blah. What I ran into was there was this case in in the our code where I saw that we were saying like, Hey, if logging dot, you know, debug enabled, and then it would do the logging statement afterward. I'm like, I think Alan did this. What intern wrote this? Like if, (laughs) like, why would you bother to do that? Like that's the whole purpose of the debug message. And I went tracing through the, the source code from the logging package. I'm like, why would you do this? And what was pointed out to me, and I, I felt silly for that, not thinking about this before, and I'm like, yep, that makes total sense. Sometimes taking the hit for doing that string interpolation is too high a cost, and that has to happen before it gets into the logging message or method to decide whether or not logging f- debug messages is enabled or not. So you might take the hit to to interpolate that string only to find out like do nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so don't even call the method. So, you know, in highly performant code, maybe it's worth, even though it's seems overly verbose, it might be worth doing a check, you know, to see like if logging dot debug enabled, 
before you try to do a log.debug. Yeah, the debug stuff tends to be in kind of tight loops anyway, so it kind of tends to be in areas that you call a lot. Didn't Alan, didn't, am I wrong? Did you not do this uh, tip? I don't know that I shared it on this show. I think I shared it in our okay. in our work group. Oh, no, I'm curious. Did you? Yeah, I don't think it's on the show. Oh, you should have. That was a great tip. Yeah. Hey, I yeah Alan's the one who showed me that. I, <laughs> I didn't know until fairly recently. Yeah, it's funny. I saw I saw your message the other day. And I was like, oh, man, because I saw it after somebody had already replied. And I was like, yep, yep, because it does look ridiculous, right? You're like, wait a second. Why are you putting an effort on this? Like, that's really dumb. And then when somebody's like, oh, yeah, it's really expensive. You're like, oh, oh, yeah. And the thing was, like, I was super confident. So I'm like, I'm removing this. And, <laughs> and you're going to have to convince me that I'm wrong because I'm like, this seems silly, right? Because I, I threw the question out there and was like, hey, you know, unless people object, I'm just going to go ahead and remove it because this this seems un- unnecessary. And so I like went ahead and deleted that out and went on about my day. And then I got schooled and it was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And had to undo it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. So, yeah, that's uh, that's shopping shopping blocks. And yep. uh, subscribe, you know, whatever. Later. <laughs> so, hey, leave a review. Yeah, it's, it's the holiday season. Yeah, leave leave a good review. Thanks and thanks for listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. yeah. What what if we? What's the lesson we've learned? Anything greater than three stars is okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, is it greater than or equal to three stars, Joe? Equal to. <laughs> It's the holidays, though. Do you really want to be so... Maybe maybe say, like, one. Greater than or equal to one? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm getting out of here before Alan explodes. <laughs>